Hare Krishna. Welcome to episode 8 of AM AM, which is Ask Me Anything Mondays. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Agyanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya. Chakshurun Militam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale. Swayam Rupahakadama Hem Dadatis Vapadantikam. Vandeham Shri Guru Shri. Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha. Shri Rupam Sagrajatam. Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam. Sadvaitam Savadhutam. Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam. Shri Radha Krishna Padan. Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha. He Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dina Bandho Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha, Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namon Namaha, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale, Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so welcome to this episode 8 of Ask Me Anything Mondays. Uh, before we go further, I just want to tell that um, we upload these videos on YouTube, but they're actually originally live done on Facebook. You all know that as, you have, as you're watching this, but this is also uploaded to YouTube and we have noticed that people have commented on those YouTube videos asking questions. So if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, then you know that, um, try to understand that this is actually only available, this questioning on Facebook, on our Facebook Live. So if you want to be subscribed to our Facebook Live, I will see if I have, yeah, this is the link you have to go to <coughs> and watch for the next, um, what is that, announcement for AMAM because it's once every two weeks on Monday second and fourth Mondays of the month. So you can go here in this link here and you can leave your comments when the announcement is there. So any, any of our live videos will be announced here at this link. So please uh, take note of that. So that, um, because otherwise we'll miss your questions. If you're gonna ask in YouTube comments, we might miss your questions. Lucky we saw uh, the last session and then we noticed a few questions there. So we pulled those questions in for today's session. I don't know if those people will watch on Facebook Live, but uh, I want to announce this every time so that people will know where to go to. All right, uh, let's start with the questions. So in this sessions, for those who are coming new into the session, whether watching it live or uh, the recorded version of it, in these AMAM sessions, which is Ask Me Anything Mondays, which is once every, um, on the second and fourth Monday of the month, we answer questions that you might have um, that are not clear for you. 
we will try to answer them from Srila Prabhupada's books. Alright, so the first question by Bhakti Najanya from India. So she is asking, let me just put it on the screen. What is Pratyahara? Can you explain Pratyahara? So first thing, this is actually one of the Ashtanga of the yoga system. Ashtanga yoga system is the um, Hatha Yoga, which is which contains eight different parts, eight different uh, stages. So eight different limbs, sorry. So what are they? Um, yama, Niyama, uh, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadhi. So these are the eight stages of progression in the Hatha Yoga system. So it's a very mechanical process by which one controls the senses, one's own breathing and concentrates his uh, mind on the form of the Lord in the heart as Paramatma. So this is a process, it's a very mechanical process. It does not include, it does not involve uh, devotion. For those who cannot take the devotional service immediately, they are advised to uh, go through this process. So in, the, in this process, it's very, very strict. It's very uh, tedious. And this was actually possible in the Krita Yuga, Satya Yuga. And today this is Kali Yuga. We are in Kali Yuga, the fourth Yuga. So in the Satya Yuga, where the lifetime of the human being was very, very long and the circumstances of the world were much more favorable for execution of such austerities. At that time, it was possible. So this Pratyahara, this, the whole Ashtanga Yoga system is pretty much irrelevant in this Kali Yuga. It may have some health benefits that too you won't get much because the real way to practice this is you have to be in the forest and completely out of civilization and that's how you have to do it. That's stated in the Bhagavad Gita in the sixth chapter. So that's how you have to actually do it. You see, I'll just briefly take you to that place. You see, in the sixth chapter, Krishna speaks about Dhyana Yoga as you can see on the top here. Dhyana Yoga. So dhyana yoga means meditation. So in that, um, you know this six tab chapter ten. You see, six chapter verses eleven and twelve and thirteen and fourteen and fifteen. You see this. To practice yoga, one should go to a secluded place and should lay kusha grass on the ground. You see, the secluded place means not just some corner of your house where nobody comes and lock your door. No, no, no. Secluded place means completely out of civilization. And should lay kusha grass on the ground and then cover it with a deer skin and a soft cloth. The deer skin is because snakes will not come in the forest. And other bugs and all, they, they keep away from that. <clears throat> and a soft cloth. The seed should be neither too high nor too low and should be situated in a sacred place. That's why you see all the yogis, they used to have hermitages in uh, holy places of pilgrimage. Uh, like in, in Bhagavad Gita, it is said, Dharma Kshetre Guru Kshetre. So it's a Dharma Kshetra. It's a place where um, dharmic activities are conducted, religious rites or religious uh, duties or this kind of meditation were used to be performed. So the yogi should then sit on it very firmly and practice yoga to purify the heart by controlling his mind, senses and activities and fixing the mind on one point. And what is that one point? Next two verses. One should hold one's body, neck and head erect in a straight line and stare steadily at the tip of the nose. So the eyes must be half closed, not fully closed. Thus, with an unagitated, subdued mind, devoid of fear, completely free from sex life, one should meditate upon me within the heart and make me the ultimate goal of life. 
so make me the ultimate goal of life krishna is speaking this so we have to make krishna that one single point you see fixing the mind on one point that's not some whatever point you make out no it is only krishna the paramatma in the heart dhyana avasthita tadgatena manasa pashyantiyam yogina so the yogis are supposed to meditate on the paramatma in the heart so thus practicing constant control of the body mind and activities the mystic transcendentalist his mind regulated attains the kingdom of god or the abode of krishna by cessation of material existence so this is and next verse you see there is no possibility of one's becoming a yogi if one eats too much or eats too little sleeps too much or does not sleep enough so there are so many rules to become a yogi and pratyahara is one of the eight limbs of this yoga system why of course the question is what is pratyahara but first of all i want to say that this is quite irrelevant at this present moment pratyahara and all these uh, technicalities of this yoga system because first of all the amount of time you have to spend to get any success any reasonable amount of success in this process is thousands of years people used to meditate for 10000 years 20000 valmiki se meditated for 60000 years some 30 40000 years this is not a joke in satya yuga the lifetime of a human being used to be 100000 years in treta yuga 1000 uh, 10000 years dwapara yuga 1000 years kali yuga 100 years and that also is reducing so we're not going to get the desired result by practicing like this pratyahara as i understand is uh, withdrawing the senses let's see <coughs> pratyahara 625 6.25 in bhagavad gita you see by proper conviction and intelligence one should gradually cease sense activities this is called pratyahara the mind being controlled by conviction meditation and cessation from the senses should be situated in trance or samadhi so this is called pratyahara withdrawing our senses from sense gratification now although this whole hatha yoga system is irrelevant at this present moment but this pratyahara can automatically be done in our krishna consciousness it's not that by doing krishna consciousness like by chanting and by engaging in devotional service we are devoid of the result of the ashtanga yoga system no the same thing you see what is explained in the shrimad bhagavatam in the 12th canto 12352 krishna Twelve, three, fifty-two. You see, Kriteya Dhyaya Tovishnum Tretaayam Yajatoma Khayehi Dwapare Parichariyaayam Kalauta Dhari Kirtanat. Whatever result was obtained in Satya Yuga by meditating on Vishnu, in Treta Yuga by performing sacrifices, and in Dwapare Yuga by serving the Lord's lotus feet, can be obtained in Kali Yuga simply by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, whatever result was obtained in Satya Yuga by meditating on Vishnu. <coughs> that same thing can be obtained in kali yuga simply by chanting hari krishna so we can have all the uh, of course breathing you know pranayam propad said you are as you are chanting you are breathing anyway so don't worry too much about breathing we are we are see the whole point is you know why this breathing and all these things are said because first of all this process is for those who are not having any attachment for krishna those who have no uh devotion for krishna who want to control their senses in a mechanical way 
yeah for them yes concentrating on the breathing is better than concentrating and doing uh, concentrating on some sinful activities so for them it is better but for the one who is already chanting hare krishna for them he does he he does not need to come down to concentrate on the breathing see breathing is just simply a bodily activity uh, so our we don't need to come back to the bodily platform when we're already on a higher platform i have we have already touched this upon this topic in the last session of uh, chaitanya charitamritam <clears throat> that when we are practicing some higher religious principle we don't have to come down to a role lower religious principle so this yoga system is a lower religious principle than devotional service direct devotional service and the direct devotional service is performed by chanting hari krishna maha mantra so we don't need to meditate on the breathing and all these things too much we just need to chant and focus on our chanting here what we are chanting that is the meditation that we are supposed to do in kali yuga kalautad hari kirtanat simply by hari kirtana or japa we can have the same benefit <clears throat> so pratyahara means to withdraw from sense gratification and that automatically happens when we chant hare krishna and hear about krishna from pure devotee so that is explained one second you see before we go there you see here brihan narade purana and padma purana also say dhyayan krite yajan yagnyais tretayam dwaparer chayan yadapnoti tadapnoti kalau sankirtya keshavam very nice verse you see whatever is achieved by meditation in satya yuga by the performance of sacrifice in treta yuga and by the worship of lord lord krishna's lotus feet in dwapar yuga is obtained in the age of kali simply by glorifying the name of lord keshava jeeva goswami has further quoted from brahma vaivarta puran atah kalau tapo yoga vidya yagya adika kriya sanga bhavanti nakritah kushalaira pidehibhi thus in the age of kali the practices of austerity yoga meditation deity worship sacrifice and so on along with the, their various subsidiary functions are not properly carried out even by the most expert embodied souls is very important has uh, also cited from the chaturmasya chaturmasya mahatmya of the skanda puran concerning the necessity of chanting hari krishna in this age tatha chaivottamam loke tapah shri hari kirtanam kalau yuge visheshena vishnu vishnu prityai samacharet in this way the most perfect penance to be, to be executed in this world is the chanting of the name of lord sri hari especially in the age of kali one can satisfy supreme lord vishnu by performing sankirtan in conclusion mass propaganda massive propaganda should be made all over the world to induce people to chant the hari krishna maha mantra by which human society can be rescued from the dangerous ocean of the age of kali so uh what i was telling how i missed the point <clears throat> so anyway this is the thing pratyahara yeah this was what i was going to tell so pratyahara by the withdrawal of sense senses from the sense objects is automatically done when one is a devotee as it is explained in this verse of bhagavad gita 2.59 vishayavini vartante nirahara sadehina rasavarjam rasopyasya parandrashtva nivartate the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment but the taste for sense object remains so the withdrawal is not just physical uh, distance from sense objects but in the mind we have to be withdrawn from the sense objects this is possible not by restricting ourselves yes there has to be restriction but to sustain that restriction and increase our taste we have four regulative principles like no meat eating no illicit sex no gambling no intoxication so these are you know restrictions but then to sustain that restriction even in our mind that is possible by hari krishna mantra chanting 
so by but seizing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste he is fixed in consciousness so that is what is required we need to be fixed in our higher higher consciousness highest higher taste we have to have a higher taste of life then we can easily give up these things so that's pratyahara so let's go to the next question by vishnu teja let's put the question on the screen so the question is hare krishna prabhu dhanavad pranam dhanavad pranam all glorious shri prabhupad how do you distinguish between changeable and eternal religion so religion is always eternal religion means dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam shrimad bhagavatam says so religion is always eternal so it doesn't change actually but the condition the conditioning of different people in this world that changes so people are in the mode of goodness mode of ignorance mode of passion so there are so many and mixture of these modes so people are in all kinds of modes so accordingly for them to be elevated so a particular rules may be prescribed for them uh, let's talk about even within our vedic religion even other, there are other religion religious forms but it's actually all offshoots of the same sanatan dharma they are not different religions actually they are offshoots of sanatan dharma but they are curated for the um, people who are in a particular time and circumstance so dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam this is the real definition of religion what is that real religious principles are enacted by the supreme personality of godhead whatever he says krishna says supreme personality of godhead says that is real religion that's it so the lord does not say different different things for different people no the why do they appear different well even in our vedas many rules are differently placed like we've already many times said this that there is a class of people who want to eat meat they just cannot stop it for them all right you eat once a month offer it to kali before you eat that balidan is there balidan procedure so these things are there but that is not expected of a vaishnava who is you know worshiping lord vishnu oh no this is also in the vedas only i don't want to disrespect the vedas i, I will vedas say we can kill you know once a month and i kill no that is an offense because different people in their different in under the influence of the different modes they are in different states of consciousness and sometimes to elevate them to a higher stage than they are in it may not be the highest stage but to elevate them to a higher stage than they are in so there are religious principles like for example buddha buddha came he re- rejected the vedas because people were misusing them so it was a particular time and circumstance it had to be done that way so he rejected the vedas and you know even they were wantonly killing animals so to elevate them to non violence at least start with non violence you have no brains to understand any religion forget about vedas and all you start with non violence because if you eat meat you cannot understand god just cannot it doesn't work because the lord is not pleased we can only understand the lord if he is pleased yame yame vaishya vrunute tena labhyas it is said in the upanishads whoever he is pleased with that person can understand him so he is not pleased with a person who eats meat even in the bible it is said those whose hands are covered with blood i hear not their prayers it is said in the bible 
So this is true. Even in our, our scriptures also, this is the same thing. Nivritta tarshai rupagiyya manas bhavaushadachrotra manobhiramat ka uttama shloka gunanuvadat puman virajjeta vina pashugnat. You see, this pashugnat means um, either a butcher or a meat eater or one who is killing his own personal existence. Suicidal, pashugnat. So pashu means animals, gnat means one who kills. Glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is performed in the Parampara system. That is, it is conveyed from the spiritual master or disciple. Such glorification is relished by who? By those who are no longer interested in false temporary glorification of this cosmic manifestation. For them, it is very relishable. Descriptions of the Lord are the right medicine for the conditioned soul undergoing repeated birth and death. Therefore, who will cease or who will stop hearing such glorification of the Lord except a butcher or one who is killing his own self? So, in other words, one who is eating meat, he will not be, he will not relish these things. So, even if he offers something to the Lord, the Lord is not pleased. The Lord does not accept. So, we have to get out of this. So, at least to come to a stage for that people, because they have no intelligence to understand God. So, the Lord is always thinking of how to help them. So, if they are not interested in Vedas, if they are misusing the Vedas, okay, let them forget the Vedas for a for time being. Save them first from at least committing wanton violence. Otherwise, their futures, futures are going to be very dark. And even the animals, Sadaya, sadaya Hridaya, Darashita, Pashughatam, He took compassion upon the animals who, which, which were being killed. So, in that way, Buddha came. So, that is the uh, religious principle was, that was needed at that time for that kind of people. So, according to the modes, the religious principles may be differently, uh, may, be, may look different, but actually it's not different. It's like this. Moon is the same. But when it is reflected in a water which is, you know, moving, the moon appears, you know, oblong sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it's, you know, it, it 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 keeps changing its shape in the reflection. But it's not that the moon is actually changing its shape. It's because of our different, because of the different position of the water, it appears differently. So similarly, this religious principle is always the same, like the moon. It is fixed. But according to our modes, sometimes. Sat, uh, sattvic, sometimes tamasic, sometimes rajasic in the middle. So, because of that, religious principle, they appear differently. So, it's, it's, a, it's a reflection because of our conditioning. So, especially the Vedas, for example, has, um, what is that called, um, provision or facility for all kinds of people to advance, whether one is in the absolute mode of ignorance or uh, in the suddha sattva, above even mode of goodness. There is, everybody is accommodated. Everybody is allowed to progress. So that's why not everything is, you know, uh, to be followed by everyone. Hmm. What is necessary for them to elevate themselves, that is to be followed. But the good thing about, but the best thing about Hare Krishna chanting is that any sinner, any sinner, no matter where he comes from, he can be elevated to the highest perfection immediately. And that is evinced by the personal example of Srila Prabhupada when he uh, preached in the Western world. People from all kinds of sinful background immediately became Vaishnavas. So that is the proof that Harinam is so powerful that it does not have to go. One does not have to go through these, you know, incremental uh, improvements. One can, you know, suddenly, directly improve to the highest stage of uh, Shuddha Sattva platform of Krishna consciousness. That is the beauty of uh, about Hare Krishna mantra chanting, Sankirtan movement. Next question by Vishnu Teja.
So, how do you distinguish between religion and faith? This is the question. How do you distinguish between religion and faith? So, <clears throat> religion and faith. <laughs> Usually, um, in the dictionary, religion is English dictionary. Religion is translated as a kind of faith. But actually, no, because my faith can change. Religion cannot change. For example, in, the, in a country, the laws of the country, the constitution remains the same. If I may have, I may have faith in the constitution or not, but the law will not change depending on my faith. Or <clears throat> so that that is an understanding. So our faith doesn't matter. The fact is what matters. So the facts are listed or you know stated in the Vedas. So religion and any book, any any religious book, whether it be Bible or Quran or anything like that, especially our Vedas. Because they are directly words of God. So, Vedantakrit Vedavidevachaham, God personally wrote in the form of Krishna Dvaipayana Vyas. He wrote and Bhagavad Gita he personally spoke. So, this is unique from, I mean, compared to any other religious system in the world that we have um, God directly speaking. Whereas, usually it's through a messenger, sometimes paraphrased, sometimes written after a few, few decades. So, but this is life by God Shri Bhagavan Uvacha that's unique in all religious systems among all religious systems so anyway so talking from our Vedic perspective so religion is the Dharmam Tusakshat Bhagavat Pranitam the codes of law given by the Supreme Personality of Godhead so religion means basically to obe uh, obedience to God we just have to obey that is religion faith means uh, my faith can change. Today I may be a Hindu, today tomorrow I may be a Christian, day after tomorrow I may be an atheist, after that maybe Muslim. I can change my faith here and there, but that doesn't change my constitutional position. That's why Srila Prabhupada uh, translated the word as, I mean, the word Swarup. Swarup means our original identity. He said constitutional position. Because the constitution doesn't depend on, on the whims of the people of the country. The constitution is set. See? Similarly, our, our position, Jivir Swarup Hoy, Krishner Nitya Das. We are eternal servants of Krishna. That's it. Every single soul that exists is an eternal servant of Krishna. That is a fact. Whether I have faith in it or not, it doesn't matter. It's a science. It is a fact. Whether I have faith or not, the sun will rise in the east. So, of course, you may argue, oh, what is east, what is north, and you may not know, but these are all things. Of course, they are, they are relative to other directions, but we are talking about fact. It does not change with our perception. No. Our faith may be changing. So, religion is not faith. Religion is fact, and we have to understand that. That's why our thing is, our religion is very, very scientific. We are not simply a faith-based uh, movement. No. Of course, we have to faith. We have to have faith in the fact. If we have faith in something which is untruth, that is, ultimately it comes down to our faith in the system. So, what is fact will remain as a fact. Whether we have faith in that fact or not, that depends. So, shraddha means to have faith in the fact. But ashraddha means to have faith. Still, the faithless, the so-called faithless person, he has faith, but not in God in Maya or its different forms, its different subordinate forms. Whether he may have faith in the government 
or he may have faith in some scientists he may have faith in philosophy he may faith he may have faith in um, technology science so whatever it is one may have faith but all those things are actually maya so everyone has faith it's not that somebody is faithless when we say faithless he has no faith in god but that means he has faith in somewhere else he has faith in himself they say believe in yourself you know nowadays is motivational speakers are speaking like that they have faith in themselves they don't have faith in god but they have faith in themselves as if they are more powerful than god as if they everything they have so it's it's just the thing is you have faith where you have put that faith that's what matters when we listen to the news we have faith in that reporter saying okay this is the, this is the fact so he is reporting something we don't know whether it's a fact or not he is saying it he may have some footage or some photos well the movie is full of footages cinema but that's not fact right that's a, that's a video that's a, there may be photos but i can doctor it with photoshop and you know all the video editing skills i can doctor anything right so how do i know whether it's a fact or a fiction what what i am being shown so why do i accept it as in some news channel as a fact there's a faith there are fake news channels we may have faith in them also but then it will lead us to untruth and maybe sometimes in this world because this world is full of you know cheating propensity even the established news channels can propagate fake news like they did with the moon landing they did that in 1969 and and that's not a isolated incident many times it happened there's always perspective and a skewed perspective can be propagated if one wants to do so if one has the power if one has the faith of the people he may misuse or abuse that faith and give a skewed perspective and you know show that as the real so faith is something which we need to develop in the system but the system has to be fact so the religion is the system given by god so whether we have faith in that or we have faith in something else in a, in some illusion that doesn't matter the system is given by krishna and that will never change now whether we want to cling on to that system or we want to cling on to something else that is our faith that's that's our you know <clears throat> um whether we are fortunate or not is our fortune or misfortune if our if we are fortunate we will have faith in the fact if you are unfortunate we will have faith in the fiction or <laughs> untruth like let's let's talk about faith um the three modes of faith that's explained in the 18th chapter of bhagavad gita i think uh, 30 31 32 or probably you see 18.30 pravrittim cha nivrittim cha karya karye bhayabhaye bandham moksham cha yavetti buddhi hisa partha satviki o sanuf pratha that understanding by which one knows what ought to be done and what ought not to be done what is to be feared and what is not to be feared what is binding and what is liberating is in the mode of goodness so how does one know you see it is said by that understanding by which one knows how does one know by faith in the vedic scriptures that's how one knows um ma what is that yomam not yomam uh, what is that what is that 1519 यो मूढ़ो यस यो मूढ़ो जानाति पुरुषोत्तम सर्वभावेन भारत हु हु नोज मी एज अ सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड विदाउट डाउटिंग इज द नोवर ऑफ एवरीथिंग ही देर फॉर एंगेज हिमसेल्फ इन फुल डिवोशनल सर्विस टू मी ओ सन ऑफ भारत 
So once you know Krishna, you know everything. Because you just take knowledge from him on faith. Whatever Krishna says, he's not going to lie. Everything else may be fake news, but he will not give fake news. So whatever he says is truth. So we are accepting the f- uh, with faith the fact given by Krishna. So that is proper way. So that's how one knows what ought to be done, what ought not to be done, what is to be feared. Sinful action should be feared. We should not commit sinful action. Oh, I should not do that. Why? That should be feared. Not that, oh, do you dare to do this? Uh, do you dare to eat uh, some worms? Some shows are there like that on TV. So they, you know, what is that? Uh, dare, what is that? Uh, X factor, X factor or something like that. Do you have the X factor? Do you, do you have what it takes? To, or Do you have the guts to do this? Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. It is said. So the angels, I mean, those who are devotees, they, they fear to tread the path of sinful life. But the fools rush in. They think they are very courageous. They ah, I am very, you know, I am daring. But he doesn't know what he's getting into. He's stupid. He's not daring. He's stupid. So, what yeah, what is to be feared and what is not to be feared? Uh, what is binding? Like, for example, death. For the materialist, it is fearful. They fear death. But the devotee does not fear because he knows this is just a stepping stone to the eternal service to Krishna. So, provided, of course, he is a proper devotee. So what is binding and what is liberating? Yeah, he knows what is binding and what is liberating. So what needs to be done therefore? So that is in the mode of goodness. That is proper faith. Yaya dharmam madharmam cha karyam cha karyam eva cha Ayathavat prajanati buddhi saparthrajasi O son of Pritha, that understanding which cannot distinguish between religion and irreligion, between action that should be done and action that should not be done, is in the mode of passion. And 1832, This is Kalyuga population. That understanding which considers irreligion to be religion and religion to be irreligion under the spell of illusion and darkness and strives always in the wrong direction of Partha is in the mode of ignorance. And let's read the you know, purport. Intelligence in the mode of ignorance is always working the opposite of the way it should. That means it has faith in something that is opposite to the real fact. It accepts religions which are not actually religions and rejects actual religion. Men in, mo- men in ignorance understand a great soul to be a common man and accept a common man as a great soul. They think truth to be untruth and accept untruth as truth. In all activities, they simply take the wrong path. Therefore, their intelligence is in the mode of ignorance. And there's another verse. 1728, I think, the last verse. This is sacrifice well. I think there is uh, faith in the mode of... I think these are the faith. Determination. All these things are there, you know. Faith in the three modes and everything. If one has faith in the Krishna, that's different. If one has faith in the ordinary people in this world, that's um, passion. If one has faith in the demigods, that is goodness. Faith in Krishna is transcendental. Faith in ghosts and spirits, that is faith in the mode of ignorance. So again, there is faith. But what do we choose to reposit on, uh, repose our faith on, whether it's fact or not? So religion is always fact. It's always separate from our opinion, our faith. Our faith is whether we want to cling to this or this or this or this. If we cling on to the fact, that's our fortune. If we don't cling on to the illusion, that's our misfortune. Next, what is the greatest common engagement for religious men? <clears throat> There's a next question by Vishnu Teja. 
let me put on let me put it on the screen so next question by vishnu teja what is the greatest common engagement of religious men religion means obedience of god and that is the greatest common thing they have to be obedient if one is disobedient that is not religious that is not a religious man in the name of religion nowadays a lot of people are not obedient to their religious scriptures so that's not religion we are not against any religion but we are against those people who say they profess a religion and they don't do it properly they don't send person follow it that's how that's the problem so we should ourselves be 100% followers of sanatan dharma our krishna consciousness movement and we should encourage everybody to follow 100% as much as is given to us you know by shri prabhupada of course we cannot follow the the entire rules that is possible in satya yuga or something like that but whatever is given to us by shri prabhupada we have to follow and that's why when shri prabhupada also was meeting with you know different people of different religions like christians or anything like that so he used to say uh, bible says thou shall not kill but are you a vegetarian he said no uh, then you are killing then you are not following bible so in this way he did not say christian religion is bad no he said is good as long as you follow it are you following it you are not that's the problem you are the problem religion is not the problem so you are the problem so when people don't follow then they have of course they they cannot understand the word of god then they cannot understand their own scriptures see this this religion is revelation although the words are there like bhagavad gita it is there but so many people are interpreting in their own way because why they dis- they disobey krishna that's why krishna says i am speaking to you arjuna because you are my devotee as well as my as well as my friend you are obedient to me and that's why you can understand and you're not envious of me anasuyave and we will go to this first so 4.3 sa evayam may atedya yoga prokta puratanah bhakto sime sakhacheti rahasyam hi etaduttamam that very ancient science of the relationship with the supreme is today told by me to you because you are my devotee as well as my friend and can therefore understand the transcendental mystery of the science and if you go to 93 think 91 is it yeah you see 9.1 shri bhagavan vacha idam tute guhyatamam pravakshyami anasuyave gyanam vigyana sahitam yagnyatva mokshase shubhat the supreme personality of godhead said my dear arjuna because you are never envious of me i shall impart to you this most confidential knowledge and realization knowing which you shall be relieved of the miseries of material existence see because you are never envious of me so those who do not uh, obey the words of god words of the scripture they are actually envious of god although they say they are followers of god this is like many people even in our sanatan dharma they comment on bhagavad gita as if they are you know followers of god they are commenting on the bhagavad gita but their agenda is totally different from krishna's agenda they do not follow what krishna says so that is demon in the guise of a devotee it is said that this all this demons in the guise of devotees has started with ravana when ravana guised himself as a sanyasi and went to the ashram where sita was there and he kidnapped her so the demon he guised as a devotee dressed as a sadhu <laughs> so anyway that's a digression but this is especially prominent in kali yuga demons in the guise of devotees so don't look that's why bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur said don't look at a sadhu hear him what is he speaking that is important uh, if he is uh, dressing like a big sadhu and this and that big beard and you know some dress and some but then if what is he talking first is he talking strictly what krishna is saying if yes yes accept him 
If he's not, just reject him. He's a nonsense. He's a demon. Uh, so the common engagement for all religious men is to first of all obedience. And obedience in this Kali Yuga is the chanting of the holy name. In any in any religion you see, there is, uh, for example, our religion, there is Sankirtana, Yajna. That is authorized. And then in uh, Christianity you see, Hallowed be thy name. Thou art in heaven, hallowed be thy name from dawn to dusk. That means from dawn to dusk, all our waking hours should be spent glorifying the name of God. And in, even in Muslim, you see Islam, there is so many prayers, they have to do a five times prayers. Actually, it was, I think, 64 times or 32 times, something like that. But they reduce because <laughs> not many people can follow. Even that five times also, they cannot follow fully. And there are, of course, other injunctions also. Like, haram, what is haram? You know, intoxication is haram. But then, they only limit it to alcohol. But anything is intoxication. Anything that gets you on a nasha, you know, what is a nasha? In Hindi, nasha means, you know, like intoxicated, get you high. That's an intoxication. So actually, all that should be avoided, even cigarettes. But again, that's not strictly enforced. Haram, blood is haram. Blood is haram. That's why they drain out the blood. The Islam way of eating meat is, they drain out all the blood. They put the animal upside down, cut open the throat, let the animal, I mean, let the blood all come out, and then the animal dies and then they kill. But you can't guarantee that not even a single uh, drop of blood is there in the body, in the meat. Of course, blood is there. So, they actually cannot get rid of the blood. So, in other words, actually, if you really want to follow strictly, you cannot eat meat. Honestly. Because blood is there in meat. You cannot avoid it. Hmm. I mean, and even the sacrifice. Meat is supposed to be eaten with sacrifice. Kurban. So, Kurban actually, the, the, you know, the prayers should be said. In fact, it is said that you have to stand on a hot stone or a metal and say so many prayers before you can cut the animal and eat. Hmm. So, again, that is not possible. Just putting a tape and then killing and that's again, it's an adjustment that people have made. So what is religion and what are they following? That is the disobedience of God, the disobedience of the instructions of God in any religion. That is the problem. So, but if you obey properly, then it should be smooth. It should be, it should be very smooth. Everybody can, whichever religion they're following, professing, it's actually ultimately Sanatan Dharma only in different forms. But, if it is followed properly, then the benefit is there. Even so, I mean, let's talk about so-called Hindus. They are seemingly going to, you know, doing all pious things or going temple and this and that, but they are not advancing, they are not knowing the aim of life, they are getting more and more materialistic. Why? That means nothing is working there. Because why? They don't adhere to their principles of religion, just following some rituals without any meaning, without any understanding, and just shortcut, shortcut here and there, how, cut corners, and how, how are we going to, you know, advance like that? We have to be strict followers. So, in this age, the, the common thing is Harinam Sankirtan. Um, Srila Prabhupada said, it doesn't matter which religion you profess. Your religion must have a name of God. So, if it has, chant the name of God. If it doesn't have, then we can we have the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, you can you know chant that. So, that is how uh, Srila Prabhupada presented it. Okay, going to the next question. Bhakti Najanya. Let me put the question on the screen. Okay, this is a kind of a lecture-based question. So, I am uh, trying to avoid questions which are very, very elaborate, which require very elaborate answers. I will try to be very succinct and very brief because I don't want these to be a series of mini lectures into one session, packed into one session because that will be very too much for you to absorb and, you know, takes too much time as well. Yeah. 
So here the question is Krishna Tvadeya Padapanga Japanjarantam. This is a verse from the Mukundamala Sotra. Um, we'll actually take out the verse. Well, let's see what the explain I mean the question is. Can you explain? So explaining this verse. Please explain the verses which says about death. So again, this is multiple verses and this is basically a a whole lecture topic. So I will not explain fully. I don't know what you exactly want to know about death because we all know this body is going to die and uh, we have to face death the soul does not die that is basics this is all in the second chapter so many verses about birth and death and the soul and the body so you can read that from 20, from the 11th chapter i mean from the 11th verse to the 30th verse of the second chapter is full about these things birth and death and um, and the soul and the body so let's go to this verse mukundamala 33 I'm trying to be very brief here. There are so many verses about death, but you know, we can't go through all of them like this. Krishna tvadiya padapanga japanjarantam adhyayvame vishatumana saraja hamsa pranaprayana samaye kaphavata pittaihi kanthavarodhana vidhau smaranam kutaste Oh Lord Krishna at this moment let let the royal swan of my mind enter the tangled stems of the lotus of your feet how will it be possible for me to remember you at the time of death when my throat will be choked up with mucus bile and air so shri prabhupada always used to quote this hmm. as you see in the purport of all the verses of mukundamala sutra this one was the most beloved of shri prabhupada he frequently quoted it and sang it as a bhajan On one of the first record albums of his divine grace produced he sang the shloka as a complete song you know devotees who served shri prabhupada often heard him sing it as as he went about his daily activities or sometimes alone in his room he also quoted it many times in his purports here he explains it in the purport to the second verse of the eighth chapter of his bhagavad gita as it is in reference to the word prayana kala which carries the same meaning as prana prayana samaye in kulashekar's verse now the word prayana kala in this bhagavad gita verse is very significant because whatever we do in life will be tested at the time of death arjuna is very anxious to know of these of those who are constantly engaged in krishna consciousness <coughs> what should be their fi- position at that final mo- what should be their position at their final moment so at the time of death all the bodily functions are disrupted and the mind is not in a proper condition thus disturbed by bodily situation one may not be able to remember lord supreme lord maharaj king kulashekar a great devotee prays my dear lord just now i am quite healthy and it is better that i die immediately so that the swan of my mind can seek entrance at the stem of your lotus feet so anyway <clears throat> you can see this you can read the whole purport so the, the thing is he is worried he is worried that i may not be able to think of you at the time of death so just like any any person in this world you know uh, when we were when we were kids you know when we used to study for our exams so everybody will fear how whether i'll pass the exam or not you know they prepare and prepare and prepare and then still you know they are not quite sure and they you know <laughs> revise and revise so similarly that fear we should have um king kulashekar is expressing that fear it's not exactly he's oh he's overtaken by fear no his fear is that he may not remember krishna so that's again another ecstasy by fearing that he cannot remember krishna that is actually a very intense absorption and remembrance of krishna so that fear is not bad whether i'll be able to remember you or not 
so it, what that actually does is you prepare even more just like when a person is preparing for exams he's fearful whether i will pass this exam or not so <clears throat> so such fear is good because he will prepare more so any fear that will increase our krishna consciousness that is good like your mother yashoda she fears oh maybe some demon will come and kill krishna she will protect him even more the love for krishna increases even more so that fear is not material fear hmm. material fear is oh i my maybe my body will I, i will die he is too much attached to his body he is fearful that whatever he has built in this world will be lost that fear is different fear from being separated from the material world that is material fear but fear of separation from krishna that is spiritual fear and that spiritual fear is not of the same quality as material fear that is actually an ecstatic symptom so this fear of being separated from krishna that is a good fear to have that's why it is said in the in that verse then they know what is to be feared and what is not to be feared so the materialists they fear that oh they will lose their material attachments so they fear that but uh, devotees they they fear that they may lose their spiritual attachment to krishna so they are always very cautious not to uh, they protect the devotion so just like uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu he said a, a devotee should be a good gardener he should fence his uh, devotional creeper fencing fencing is what usually in this material world what is a fence that's a defense fence is a defense so because you defending your your farm your source of sense gratification source of your livelihood from you know things that may you know disturb it so you're protecting your sense gratification you're fencing your sense gratification basically but here fencing the devotional creeper that's not sense gratification that is fencing our service to krishna so that it will not be disturbed that is defending our devotional service that is not that does not come under the category of eating sleeping mating defending that defending no that defending is defending our material position but this is defending our spiritual position that's different defense and that is always uh, glorified we should and in chaitanya mahaprabhu himself said fence fence it and make sure that the weeds are taken out that is also defense because the weeds will so protect our devotional creeper that's a defense so that has to be done see so king kulashekar is here expressing a fear a spiritual fear and <laughs> that's why he said kama bhayat krodhat all these things can be used in krishna's service see shrimad bhagavatam 7130 or 29 let's like 29 28 and 29 what is this not this you see 7130 of shrimad bhagavatam kama dveshat bhayat यथा भक्तेश्वरे मन आवेशतदघम हित्वा बहवस्तद्गतिम गता मेनी मेनी पर्सन्स हैव अटेन्ड लिबरेशन सिंपली बाय थिंकिंग ऑफ कृष्णा विद ग्रेट अटेंशन एंड गिविंग अप सिंफुल एक्टिविटीज दिस ग्रेट अटेंशन मे बी ड्यू टू लस्टी डिजायर्स इनिमिकल फीलिंग्स फियर एफेक्शन और डिवोशनल सर्विस आई शेल नाउ एक्सप्लेन हाउ वन रिसीव्स कृष्णा मर्सी सिंपली बाय कॉन्सेंट्रेटिंग वन माइंड अपॉन हिम सी दैट देर इज अ नाइस वर्स आई डोंट नो इफ इट इज देर हियर मे बी इट्स इन द काम कृष्ण करना कर्मापणे इट्स नॉट फुली देर आई थिंक इट्स इन द अदर वन वेट 
let me just show you kama krishna karmarpane narottam das thakur has sung that you know let me just uh, okay uh, there is okay here it is you see uh, let me increase the size you see narottam das thakur has written in his prema bhakti chandrika as follows काम क्रोध लोभ मोह मद मात्सर्य दंभस स्थाने स्थाने नियुक्त करीब आनंद करी हृदय रिपु करी पराजय अनायासे गोविंद भजिब सो दिस एक्चुअली बेंगोली आई वाज रीडिंग इट लाइक संस्कृत वाज काम कृष्णार काम कृष्ण कर्मार्पणे क्रोध भक्त द्वेषिजने लोभ साधु संगे हरि कथा मोह इष्ट लाभ विने मद कृष्ण गुण गाने नियुक्त करीब यथा तथा of course the fear is not mentioned here but fear is also there all the different things how to engage in krishna service lust anger greed illusion madness envy and pride and i will engage all these in appropriate ways and by defeating these enemies i will feel happiness in my heart as i peacefully worship govinda i will engage lust by offering it in krishna service that means let me be always just like a boy he is attracted to a girl let me always be attracted to krishna so anger i will di- direct towards those who are envious of the devotees so one should be angry with those who are envious of the devotees i will be greedy to hear the topics of hari in the association of devotees so this greed is good so you see i will feel illusion without achieving my worshipable lord so this illusion is good i will be maddened while singing the glories of krishna this madness is good in this way i will engage these enemies in their proper places so fear is also our enemy bhayam dvitiya bhinivesha tasyad ishad apetasya viparyayo smriti so fear is the first thing that will happen when we leave krishna that fear also can be employed in krishna service so let me be fearful of losing devotional service and be very careful in protecting it so that fear is good so in this way we have to understand um that fear is actually good so uh, coming back to this question so he is fearing not death in the way that oh i will lose all my i'm a king you know i'm a big i have a king, big kingdom i'm going to lose all this at the time of death he's not fear of de- he's not fearing death for that reason but because he might not be able to remember krishna because if you remember krishna you will go back to krishna and serve him and if you don't then you will become whatever you are remembering that is a stated in the bhagavad gita so he is just fearful of that so that is good fear so well you said explain the verses which says about death i don't think i'll want to go deeply into that because that's another subject but this verse is a different flavor of death so different way of looking at death death means of course it is or uh, death is not at all pleasing that is there in the 11th canto how that is materially affecting you know for the materialistic person and here is an ecstatic feeling of how we should remember krishna at the time of death in fact the you know this um, that verse which we just saw you see in the last there is ishopanishad mention ishopanishad 17 you see a devotee requests the lord at the moment of my death please remember all that i have done for you so this is again fearing that i may not remember you so if i do not remember you please at least remember what i have done 
and please bless me with continued devotional service see so that is the prayer of the devotee all right i think we will go to the next verse i mean next question by virendra bhakta virendra क्वेश्चन हरिबोल प्रभु धनवत प्रणाम धनवत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी श्रीशिल प्रभुपाद गुरु एंड गौरांग सो आई हैव ओनली थ्री क्वेश्चंस टू आस्क फॉर टुडेज एम एम सेशन यूजुअली यू विल बी द वन विद ट्वेल्व और फिफ्टीन क्वेश्चंस सो द क्वेश्चन वन इज इफ द जीवर्स आर क्रिएटेड फ्रॉम लास्ट और सेक्शुअल यूनियन इन द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड हाउ कैन दे कंट्रोल दैट इनहरेंट लास्ट विद इन दैम एंड ट्रांसफॉर्म इट इन टू डिवोशनल सर्विस विच विल मेक दैम अटेन लव ऑफ गॉड हेड first of all there are many mistakes in this question first thing is you said if the jeevas are created first of all they never created jeevas are always existing they are put into this material world injected into the material world the eternal living entity is injected into the womb of the material world because of his desires and he is given a facility to fulfill his desires so yes because of lust there is sexual union and jeevas this is a system that krishna has designed and the jeeva is injected into the womb of the you know mother from the semen of the father so how can they control that inherent lust so you are looking at it as if that is the beginning of the jeeva that is the constitutional position of jeeva and now he has to change his nature that's not a fact nitya siddha krishna prema sadhaka bhu noy shravanaadi shuddha chitte koraye udaye nitya siddha krishna bhakti our real constitutional position is to be our eternal position is to be always loving krishna the love has transformed into lust so we have to understand what is lust and what is love so then we know that the lust is actually just nothing but a transformation of that love in a very perverted manner a perverted transformation of lust uh, of love so love means to have uninterrupted affection for krishna and engaging in his devotional service that is love now what is lust so shri prabhupada very nicely explained that lust means to have some infatuation for the opposite sex for example that is the highest form of lust so sexual attraction so that lust a person a boy is interested in a girl because he is interested in the body of the girl and of course the traits of the girl may be the habits or the her character or whatever but if that was the dead body of a girl he will not be interested and he cannot do him and he will get a disease if he does anything and it will be nasty if some it has to be really uh, demented to do to have sex with a dead body there are some class of people like that who have sex with a dead body then i think there is a name for them so they like to have sex with the dead bodies so it's, it's completely mad madness but any sane person will not have sex with any dead body of a woman so he will have only with the living body but what is a living body basically is because of the presence of the soul inside that's why the body becomes attractive the soul once the soul leaves the body the body immediately becomes very ugly right if you leave the body it will just become very ugly so the body is having some form of beauty because of the presence of the soul inside although it is actually made up of all disgusting elements but there may be a packaging of beauty because of the presence of the soul 
and that's what actually is attracting that person although for his own sense gratification that attraction is actually not is because his attraction is to the body but again it's not exactly to the body it's it's to the body which has a soul inside the actually the soul is the one which is causing his attraction and the soul why is the soul so attractive because it's a minute fragment of the supreme soul so actually he's attracted to the just like he's attracted to the body because there's a soul inside but similarly he's attracted to the soul because that soul is a part of the super soul and the super soul krishna who is the supreme soul he is the all attractive krishna means the all attractive and the reason why the soul is attractive is because it's a part and parcel of the most attractive supreme soul so actually once attraction is supposed to be for that supreme soul but now it is pervertedly uh directed towards one of the many innumerable parts and parcels of that supreme soul and that to not to the part and parcel directly through to the body of that part and parcel so that is the lust it's a transformation of the original love we have for krishna so it's not that how come we started with lust and how how come we ch- we can change that and transform it into love no we started with love and it it transformed into lust because of our perverted because we wanted to give up our love for krishna and that's how with our foolishness how it happened when it happened we don't know but it happened so it can happen of course once you uh, learn your lesson then you go back then that lesson will be there and krishna will not let you fall down again but of course you can still fall down if you want but you will generally not fall down again because you have you will you will have learned your lesson very very strongly that's the business of maya the business of maya is to make sure that she beats you so hard that you know when we, when we are whipped you know we'll have those marks she'll make sure that marks will never go away you know in other words we will never forget the whipping of maya and we will hopefully never do it again even when we go back to the spiritual world so yadgatva nanivartante that's why he will never return because he will have completely understood his mistake and he understands the real value of krishna consciousness and that's the reason why maya is there to make us realize that first of all we cannot go back to krishna without being completely attached to him if we are not completely attached if we are having some material attachments maya will beat us left right center until we all our attachment is completely gone and then yes hopefully you know uh, not hopefully will definitely <coughs> if we uh, get the association of a pure devotee then yes the door to liberation will be open so for to answer the question in again jeevas are not created they are just injected <coughs> they can control their inherent lust by reviving their knowledge of their original existence and that knowledge is revealed by the spiritual master by showing the shastra so that's how and engaging in the process not just knowledge you know i consume knowledge and i don't do anything about it i should act on that knowledge practical application of the knowledge should be there that is also important not just i i know i know no i should act on it then yes <clears throat> we can come out of this perverted lusty tendency and revive our love for krishna right next question next question by bhakta virendra again let's let me put the question on the screen So next question by Bhakta Virendra. Um 
<clears throat> why only gaudi vaishnavas know the real difference between avatari krishna and vishnu while many hindus consider krishna to be the eighth incarnation of vishnu this is a very confidential things not technical <clears throat> so sometimes there are differences of understanding why means there is a mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu you know he revealed to us the highest pinnacle of uh, devotion <clears throat> because of chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy as we know we have uh, did that chaitanya you know that verse we did on saturday beautiful verse second chapter first verse what is that shri chaitanya prabhu mande balopi yad anugrahat ಅವತಾರಿ So Krishna is known as Avatari and everybody else is Avatar. All the Vishnu, Vishnu Murthis, they are all Avatars, different incarnations. So Krishna is the source of all incarnations. So that is known to Gaudi Vaishnavas because by the mercy, Sri Chaitanya Prabhum Anugrahat Tarenana Matagraha Vyaptam Siddhanta Sagaram The ocean of philosophy. What is insurmountable to be understood? Okay. there are other siddhanta which we have seen shad darshan and all that but even among vaishnavas some stand by sita ram some by, some stand by so but chaitanya mahaprabhu and some stand by lakshmi narayan you know like that it's not it's not wrong it's completely bona fide but chaitanya mahaprabhu showed us the highest radha krishna prem so that is by mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu that he gaudi vaishnavas know this um, what is that confidential truth they also know the confidential truth of not only krishna being the source of all incarnations but also radharani being the source of all lakshmis that's also another aspect because i think lakshmi is the supreme other other uh, uh, sampradayas especially sri sampradaya but gauri vaishnavas they know that radharani is the source of even lakshmi and she is the ultimate pinnacle of loving devotion to krishna so two things so this is all possible by the grace of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu next question by bhakta virendra question 3 by bhakta virendra both lord ram and lord krishna in their avatar leela on earth didn't did not accept vanaprastha and sanyasa ashram but lived as grihastha until their disappearance from earthly planet as i understand ramachandra he actually gave the kingdom to his sons love and kush before he departed from this world yeah but he went you know he he went back to the ayodhya and all the ayodhyavasis went with him so <clears throat> well first of all first thing is he can do whatever he wants okay <laughs> he's not bound so sometimes he did like this sometimes he just came as narasimha came out from the pillar did his job killed his uh, hiranyakashipu encouraged prahlad went back finish no brahmachari grahastha vanaprasa sanya nothing just for the leela he came and that's it went back so first of all he can do whatever he wants next he showed us the path how to live the grihastha life properly 
how to live properly even um, even for example pandavas they their so called vanaprastha uh, was very brief very brief many years they were as they were ruling as kings only so anyway there is a lord's past times but he is showing us that we anyway the lord is always detached what is the vanaprastha and sanyasa ashram for for detachment so lord is always detached he is not attached to anything but in other incarnations like naranarayan he is executing austerities severe austerities and renunciation you see so in there he especially you know uh, showed sanyasa ashram and in chaitanya mahaprabhu sanyasa pricchama shanta nishtha shanti parayana vishnu sahasranam it is said that he takes sanyas and he is showing the path of sanyas how is um, there is a nice verse actually kali kukkura kadan you know by i think bhaktivinu thakur uh, it there it is said nyasikula uh, nayaka he is the lord of all nyasis the sanyasis maybe the moderator or somebody can put the that you know song different different names of chaitanya mahaprabhu are nicely mentioned there maybe the link to the song maybe we can go there and i can show the song but it's a very nice thing that is mentioned there that uh, he is showing the how to be a sanyasi and he was very very strict so it doesn't matter whether he accepted sanyasa ashram in ram or krishna leela um we don't need to you know <laughs> uh, like check whether ram is correct or krishna is correct of course you may want to know the reason why he did that well he showed us how to you know be a ideal ruler and how how to be an ideal grahastha and like that so many things he he showed so okay next next question okay these questions are from youtube comments of our previous amam which was uploaded later on on youtube and people commented there with their questions <laughs> that's not where you should comment um these questions you know we'll release this once two weeks in second and fourth mondays of every month and we will release the link and the announcement and then the day before the night before so and then you can ask the questions then you know so anyway we have seen these com- questions and so we have just brought those common I mean those questions in so first thing it's an irrelevant question it's not concerning our <laughs> anyway i'll just put it on the screen there is one saumya sagarika she asked a question on youtube on our previous amm session comment section maybe i think for every comment section for every amm session we have to have a pinned comment and a description i think stating that don't ask your questions here wait for the our next amm session and give the link there to our live videos so they can wait there and second so subscribe to our live videos on facebook because that's where we conduct these sessions so the question is jay shri krishna brother hope you don't mind she is laughing herself emoticon laughing emoticon there i am a class 11 student that means what 15 years of age i am a bit stressed regarding my studies i have taken admission in an institute in odisha for iit preparation but the thing is due to this online classes going on i cannot really focus on my studies it's been one or two months since the course has started but i have not studied anything properly and i have missed one or two classes 
Radhu, can you please advise me on how to keep an update in my studies and if can give some tips to become a good student? The thumbnail ask the, the thumbnail of the video said, ask me anything. So because our sessions are asked me anything. So she said, so I asked this question. Sorry if, if I said something wrong. Well, yeah, I was wrong because material education is a waste of time. <clears throat> if you need to really need my advice, my advice is just give up all that. Take to Krishna consciousness. Become a full-time devotee and preach Krishna consciousness to others. That's the best. Because uh, even you prepare for IIT or on, you cannot, uh, you know, pass the exam of death. That's the real exam you've got to prepare for. IIT is, you may think IIT is very difficult. Nothing is as difficult as death. So prepare for that exam. That you should pass. For that you have to become a Hare Krishna devotee. Chant Hare Krishna. That is the best thing. And we are not here for how to increase your focus in uh, something which will go take you to hell. We are here to, you know, try to clear out the, any misconceptions that people might have or any doubts they may have. In, so that we can increase your focus in going back to Godhead. People sometimes, you know, even our, sometimes our ISKCON have, uh, having some motivational speakers. They are saying, oh, you must increase your focus and all that. Increasing focus is not the real thing. Increasing focus on the right thing. That is, that is important. The right thing is Krishna Consciousness. Uh, <clears throat> just increasing your focus in whatever you want to do, that is nonsense. You have to increase focus in what is to be done. And that is legislated truth. What is to be done? Karya Karya Vivasthitao Tasma Chastram Pramanam Te The Shastra has already given us what we should do with our lives. Not that you figure out what you should do with your life. No. Whatever talent you have, use that in Krishna's service. Don't use that for your sense gratification. So, our real thing in life is, our, the thing that we have to do in life is, we have to serve Krishna. That is our aim. And we have to increase focus in that. In fact, Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, by increasing my material studies, my focus in spiritual life is gone. And I was made an ass in this uh, conveyor belt of materialistic existence. Uh, rat race, corporate rat race, as they say. Uh, we'll get into all these things. So, and ultimately, it will not... We will not be fulfilled. Our, our whole life will be a regret at the end of life. Old age is very, very depressing. Because whatever we have, big, big dreams we had and all this. And in our youth, we have so we had so much confidence in our abilities, in our visions, in our mission and everything. And all that will just prove to be a failure. As we reach old age, we'll start to realize that, you know what? Life is past and I'm getting grey hairs. My body is dwindling. My dreams cannot be ful- could not be fulfilled. My aspirations, my this and everything will be just taken away in any moment now. It's very, very depressing. After living that whole life, oh well, that's all is that's all is, is there for uh, to life, and that's the end of it. That's it. So for materialists, it's very depressing, unless you understand that actually you will never die. You are eternal. Well, I want to add add here. <coughs> I have uh, somebody shared with me. I saw this video recently, a few days back. This one particular motivational speaker and you know some kind of person was speaking about death. Somebody asked him, "How how can I stay motivated when I think of death? It just is very depressing. What what should I do?" So that person gave a 18-minute answer, and I want to I don't want to you know repeat everything that he said, but the gist of it is that death is a good thing. This is what he said. His idea is life is just you live only once. That's what he thinks. So he was saying death is a good thing because it limits your lifetime so that will make you work on all the important things that you want to do in life quicker 
so because there is a deadline you have to finish it before you die so you have to do all your things whatever you have to do. so it will propel you to action if you think there is your eternal if you think you're eternal then you know if you don't think about that then you know you will just postpone and postpone it will never happen so if there is death there oh there is a deadline I'll, i'm going to finish be finished one day before i finish before i'm finished i have to finish everything that i'm that i've set out to do so he's he's saying that death is a you know like a motivational thing to do what we are really meant to do as according to him in life and he says he sometimes even plays some sad tune melancholic tunes of music to remind him of death so that he is reminded oh death is going to come so i must quickly do my all my projects and you know i must be more motivated this was his speech <laughs> i couldn't laugh i mean i couldn't stop laughing when i you know heard that so much foolishness are if we have to consider if death is coming why are you hurrying doing your things why whether you hurry or not you're going to die and after that your life is going to be nothing connected to what you what you have done yes your desires will take you to some nonsense place because you have never thought of krishna so there sometimes they say oh life is so short you know you have to be you know you have to show affection to your family members huh what where is the relation life is so short so why should i waste my time showing so much affection to the temporary things the short the things that exist so short do we the dream is so short for when we sleep the dream is very short time short lived right but so do we really care about the dream while we are in the dream or should we care about the dream should we take it seriously no there's no point taking it seriously so why should we take our family or anything seriously when we are in this world taking family seri- not taking family seriously does not mean oh just oh leave them uh, do my own thing no train them in krishna consciousness there is responsibility involved but attachment to family that we should not take it seriously you should understand that they are all belonging belong they all belong to krishna and not to me and that is required so we can't be we can't take these attachments of life seriously even our so called dreams and aspirations in this world all our wild dreams they have to be given up we have to understand why there is death so instead of addressing the problem of death and understanding what death actually is they're trying to evade the problem and trying to use death <laughs> as a motivation actually that's a depressing thing to think about so they think as if so i, I want to say this that those lazy people they are also foolish they are wasting their life and these so called productive people they want to do achieve so many things in life they are also wasting their life because they are productive about things that they first of all should not even be doing if you productively dig your own grave faster is that a productive thing you are digging your own grave faster so yeah it may be a f- efficient way to dig a grave but you are digging a grave so <laughs> digging a grave is a good thing so they these people they, they, they do that they productively dig their grave let, let me dig the grave faster than others they're going to die everybody's going to die why have to why we have to waste our life in productively uh, so called productivity in increasing our material activities whether we are busy or not busy we all going to meet the same destination death and after that we going to have a next body that they do not know they think this life is the one and only thing and that's why they think it is so valuable that we need to you know achieve everything that we want to achieve our sense gratification such a foolish understanding of life so we have to know that this life is a preparation for next life just like when you pass an exam 
you're not finished you get to the next just like this student has written from 11th standard she will go to 12th standard if she passes her exams if she passes her iit which she is trying to get into she will go into iit if she fails she will get she will go somewhere else so but it is not that after the exam her existence is finished no unless she will commit suicide not being happy with her grades but we don't want that to happen so the only way not to be depressed is to understand the krishna consciousness is the real thing that we have to prepare for exam is not the end of everything death is not the end of everything exam is just determines where you go next just like the entrance exam to iit determines okay you can go into iit now so it's a promotion it's a, it's a higher thing so death is like that so that is an exam if you pass okay you go back to krishna if you fail you remain in this material world whether heavenly or hellish or earthly life it is all fail different degrees of fail so that is my advice for anybody who is aspiring to get good grades get a good grade in the exam of death that is possible with devotional service chan hari krishna you will get there next question roy cream i don't know who is this <laughs> okay i like this kind of questions so in the last am am session about shraddha somebody asked about shraddha so i said devotees you know we by chanting hari krishna by offering everything to krishna by offering the food stuffs every day to krishna you know um shraddha is not really necessary for devotees and shri prabhupada actually put that system in place he did not really you know uh, put in the place of shraddha and all that of course as hindus sometimes you know you have to do the shraddha ceremony as a you know as a obligation but we should understand that that is not the real thing that will help the real thing that will actually help much more powerful than shraddha is our constant engagement in devotional service so even if one is a third class devotee he is higher than the materialist kanishtha so let's read the question first okay his question is well it's not really a question he is basically challenging what i said <laughs> so he said sir only a pure devotee who is always engaged in krishna consciousness has no need to do shraddha not ordinary devotee can you please claim that you yourself are always engaged in krishna consciousness yeah. i can't he said so it is very important to be a pure devotee first and foremost before abandoning shraddhas as the pitrus would suffer if ordinary devotees think that way also even the purest of devotee who is always engaged in krishna consciousness is one who thinks himself at the lowest as the lowest living entity let alone a devotee so a few things few challenges here first thing is um can you please claim so first thing is there only a pure devotee has no need to do shraddha well shri prabhupad did not uh, tell us to do shraddha that means what we are all pure devotees no definitely not as he said he is humble enough to say that yes he is not a pure devotee that's good i appreciate that so but still we have to follow the process given by the spiritual master when we do the shraddha ceremony the ribhu devatas they will carry the pinda to the respected you know um, you know uh, forefather so that is automatically done if one is offering to vishnu krishna every day if you are offering food to krishna 
for those who are materialists they don't do this every day of their lives so um, they need to do at least once a year so pindadan is shraddha is basically vishnu prasad you are offering food to vishnu and that vishnu prasad is given to the departed soul so when we satisfy vishnu every other creature is automatically satisfied so we are offering that prasadam to krishna every time every day of a devotee at least through the spiritual master we are not pure devotees yes i am not a pure devotee he has asked me um, can you please claim that you yourself are always engaged in krishna consciousness no no i am not i am honestly saying i am not a long 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 way to go but by the mercy of the spiritual master okay now let us take this uh, point now okay we are not pure devotees right then how is krishna accepting our offerings then if you are not pure devotees krishna will not accept from anything who are not who is not a pure devotee right so how are we so confident that we are offering food to krishna through the spiritual master that's the thing our key to krishna is through spiritual master without spiritual master our so all our devotion to krishna is just a waste of time understand so whatever we are doing is through the spiritual master we have to understand that first it is not on our own strength that we are you know making you know this krishna consciousness uh, advancement no not at all so even our offering of krishna, food to krishna every day it is not because going because of our cooking krishna doesn't need our cooking huh uh, pure devotee cooks yes he will take immediately we are not pure devotee then how is krishna taking how are we eating prasadam then that is not prasadam right no it is prasadam because it is offered through the pure devotee that is the key without pure devotee if we directly offer to krishna krishna will not accept yes i accept that but through the pure devotee through the acharya through the spiritual master shri prabhupada okay so a pure devotee so anyway that offering is one thing so pindadan yes especially hindu families you know um, they will ask they will expect the son to do the shraddha and you know as a custom one may have to do that just like for example um, this is a different context but shri prabhupada for the vrindavan krishna balram mandir for the establishment for the inauguration ceremony he had the devotees chanting the hari krishna constantly and he had the local vrindavan priests perform a yagna and all that inauguration ceremony because people in general they won't accept a temple if there is no inauguration ceremony as they know it actual so after the whole ceremony was done the vrindavan the priests were doing ceremony and prabhupad was engaged in that and after the whole thing was done prabhupad said the kirtan was the real inauguration that was the real inauguration ceremony but because the people will not understand the whole thing so as a as a custom we did this you know ceremony with the you know local priests involved and all that so that people will recognize and come start coming to the temple otherwise they think oh this is not what kind of temple is this so sometimes to keep those you know uh, people from coming uh, people to 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 make them come to the temple and you know eradicate unnecessary doubts in their mind which are which will unnecessarily harm their own devotional lives so the devotee sometimes accepts these principles not exactly because they are very effective but because it's a it's a tactic to not displease the masses at the same time it is an offering to krishna of course in fact the local priests were doing it but actually the real the, the whole thing was successful because the pure devotee shri prabhupada was present there and prabhupada himself said the pure devotee acharya is saying that the sankirtan is the real inauguration ceremony although this was also done this, this ceremony so in this way we have to understand that the spiritual master and the sankirtan yagna process are very effective it is not on our strength that the forefathers are getting delivered you you mean to say that the karmi who is offering the pinda is going to the forefathers 
because he is so powerful that it can go to the forefathers because of his power you know the forefathers are you know not falling down no the process is powerful yeah. so similarly we being a pure we being a not a pure devotee does not stop the process from being effective right and krishna through this especially because pure devotee is involved in this whole process shila prabhupada it is said sarva deva mayo guru the spiritual master is representative of all the demigods this ribhu devatas are some of the demigods who take the you know the, the offering to the departed soul but spiritual master is there is taking our offerings to krishna and when you serve krishna let's let's see that verse shrimad bhagavatam 4 13 14 let's take the this one first we have few verses to show yathatharormol nisheshanena tripyanti taskandha bhujopashakhah pranopahara chayatendriyanam tathaiva sarvarhanam achyutejya as pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk branches twigs and everything else and as supplying food to the stomach and living the senses and limbs of the body simply worshiping the supreme personality of godhead through devotional service automatically satisfies the demigods who are parts of that supreme personality one next verse chapter canto uh, 8 chapter 5 text 49 similar verse yatha hi skandha shakhanam taror molavasechanam evam aradhanam vishnor vishnoh sarvesham atmanaschahi when one pours water on on the root of a tree the trunk and branches of the tree are automatically pleased similarly when one becomes a devotee of lord vishnu everyone is served mark that words okay when one becomes a devotee of lord vishnu everyone is served for the for the lord is the super soul of everyone am i am i a pure devotee that you know i can satisfy the lord no but i'm offering it through the pure devotee and that is our uh, you know agenda of success i mean our 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 formula for success now next let's go to this 11 5 41 ृष्ण but we have to follow the process given by the spiritual master that is how you become sarvatmana so the if shri prabhupada said do also the shraddha ceremony that is very important if he said that we will do why why not whatever shri prabhupada says right now in the verse uh, translation o king one who has given up all material duties and has taken full shelter of the lotus feet of mukunda who offers shelter to all is not indebted to the demigods great sages ordinary living beings relatives friends mankind or even one's forefathers who have passed away since all such classes of living entities are part and parcel of the supreme lord one who has surrendered to the lord's service has no need to serve such persons separately so even if one is so how to take in full shelter of the lotus feet of mukunda how to do this through the spiritual master so when we are in the process of that complete surrender even if we are not completely surrendered we are in the process of complete surrender under the guidance of the spiritual master that is also considered complete surrender as long as we are following the instructions of the spiritual master 
that is complete surrender even though we may not be completely surrendered yet but if you are sincerely following the instructions of the spiritual master that is surrender that is the beginning of complete surrender right but if we have faith in other processes other than what the spiritual master prescribed prescription is important there are many processes but the prescribed process given to us that we have to follow given by who shastra yes but uh, more importantly by the guru according to the time and circumstance that we are in yes shastra also says do this do this puja for this demigod do that why are we not doing that why are we worshiping the pitras and not the demigods then we have to worship the demigods also right because i am not a pure devotee right so if we are pure devotee then also yes all the demigods are satisfied but if i am not well i am not satisfying the demigods so i have to satisfy the demigods are you saying that so why should i if i don't worship the demigods why should i worship the pitras so uh this is we have to understand in the proper un- understanding we have to know yes we are not pure but we are taken the shelter of the pure devotee as long as you follow his instructions yes you are pure it did shri prabhupad give us the shraddha ceremony to do we have should we did he say that you have to do this no and here they said there's no need to, to serve such person separately because they are served automatically automatically okay and similarly um, who's that um madhavendra puri he has written a nice verse madhavendra puri said sandhya vandana bhadramastu bhavato bho snana tubhyam namo bho devah pitarascha tarpana vidhau नाहम क्षम क्षम्यता ो says that you know you have to do this arpana yeah, we will do as a as a formality we will do it but we should know that that is not the real effective thing that will actually help the departed soul that is what i'm saying so it's not that we are against tarpana vidhav no we are not against you know but <clears throat> it is automatically done when we are devoting but because of family circumstances you know it is expected that you know the devotee do that so yeah, okay fine you know as a formality we will do it hmm you should understand that the real thing is our offering to krishna our very lives once a year offering one food food stuff to vishnu and compare that to even though we are not pure devotees even if you offer every day food to vishnu and uh, or krishna and not only food all our activities or donations or whatever we are doing to krishna all that does not add up you mean that is not effective only that food on that day that food is effective these are all not effective anymore what are you saying so you have to understand how effective krishna consciousness is just by chanting everything is automatically done and let's on let's be honest are the priests potent enough that actually the food is going to the departed soul are you really 
uh, convinced that the food is going to the departed soul maybe the priests are not even following properly maybe they are eating onion and garlic how do you know this all actually working behind the scenes but one thing is surely working the harinam sankirtan let's see this what what is said bhagavatam what bhagavatam says canto 8 chapter 23 text 16 okay मंत्रतस्तंत्रतिद्रम देशकालास्तुतःिद्रम अनुसंकर्तनम तव देर मे बी डिस्क्रिपेन्सीज इन प्रोनाउंसिंग द मंत्रस एंड ऑब्जर्विंग द रेग्युलेटिव प्रिंसिपल्स एंड मोर ओवर देर मे बी डिस्क्रिपेन्सीज इन रिगार्डिंग टू टाइम प्लेस पर्सन एंड पैरफेनेलिया बट वेन योर लॉर्डशिप्स होली नेम इज चांटेड एवरीथिंग बिकम्स फॉल्टस सो देर मे बी डिस्क्रिपेन्सीज इन इन पर्सन वॉट अबाउट द प्रीस्ट नाउ is he chanting the mantras properly or is he first of all proper character how do we how can we you know ascertain all these things but if the holy name is chanted everything is faultless so we have to understand that these processes as especially these yagnas you know previously they used to do ashwamedha gomeda the animal used to come out from the fire itself rejuvenated in the new life in a human life so how is that possible because the power of the efficacy of the mantras of the brahmanas was so potent now are the brahmanas so potent to actually make sure that this thing goes to the uh, departed soul can we ensure that so in this kali yuga let's be very honest all the other processes are ineffective harer nama harer nama harer nama eva kevalam kalau nasteva 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 gatiranyatha there is no other way no other way no other way of perfection in this world in this yuga kali yuga हरे नाम हरे नाम हरे नाम केवल ओनली चैंटिंग ओनली चैंटिंग ओनली चैंटिंग ऑफ हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र दिस इज वाई माई डियर वी हैव टू डू दिस प्रोसेस गिवन बाय द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर चैंड हरे कृष्ण एंड फॉलो द प्रोसेस गिवन बाय द स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर वी डोंट हैव टू डू एक्स्ट्रा थिंग्स ऑफकोर्स एज अ फैमिली फॉर्मैलिटी वी मे डू बट इट इज नॉट ए नेसेसिटी फॉर अ डिवोटी फॉर अ डिवोटी हु इज फॉलोइंग ऑल द रूल्स एंड रेगुलेशन ऑफ श्री प्रभुपाद for others yes they can they should do but again how effective it is don't ask me because everything in this kali yuga is not effective honestly there are so many discrepancies okay <clears throat> let's look at the comment again see if there is anything else that he said he said yeah in the end he said even the purest of devotee who is always engaged in krishna consciousness is one who thinks himself as the lowest living entity let alone a devotee so because he said this because i said for a devotee you don't need to do so he is saying how can you consider yourself a devotee when a pure devotee also considers himself not a devotee okay so a pure devotee does not consider himself a devotee so because he considers himself not a devotee so he has to do shraddha ceremony right will he do that no he doesn't advocate it because he thinks himself not a pure devotee so he must do the shraddha ceremony right? because as you said only a pure devotee should not do others even not pure devotee should still do the shraddha ceremony should do you said should you see need to do you see you said need to do there <coughs> so so since he thinks he is not a pure devotee thinks he thinks he is a third class devotee so with that consciousness he will do right shraddha ceremony but pure devotees are saying no madhavendra puri he also thinks he is not a devotee yes right he is also very humble but why did he say that i don't want to do this he said i am i am lazy to do all this because now i am thinking of krishna and that is sufficient for me i don't need to do anything else why did he say that so these are f- things for us to follow not just things to, we hear about it and then uh, not follow 
then what are we hearing these things for? Put it into practice. And especially so when it is prescribed by our own spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada never enforced that we have to do Shraddha ceremony for everybody. No. Devotional service, everything is, we have to live by the scriptures. Prabhu, you are missing the point. When everything is, you know, I am quoting from scriptures. Especially in Kali Yuga, Harinam Sankirtan is the thing. That is the only way to go. Everything else will fail. So we have to have the faith in the process of Harinam Sankirtan. We have to have faith, implicit faith in the spiritual master, implicit faith in the holy name. Then only we will attain perfection. Otherwise, we will remain with all these doubts and we will continue to do all kinds of materialistic karmakanda stuff. Karmakanda stuff. So, we have to be careful not to get into all these things. Uh, as a formality, that's a different thing. But in our understanding, we should be very, very clear. Hmm. Even even when we're doing the formality, as a matter of form, we should make sure that chanting is going on, somehow or other. We have to arrange for chanting. Because that is the real thing. that We are, we are not here to please the relatives of the dead person. Right? We are here to save that dead person, that, that departed soul. Not the relatives of the departed soul, how to satisfy them. Darpana Vidha is not to satisfy the relatives of the departed soul. We have to satisfy, not satisfy, we have to save the departed soul. We may do a formality to appease the relatives of the departed soul, but to actually help the departed soul, we have to chant Hare Krishna. So even though we may do the formality, we have to make sure that chanting goes on during that ceremony. That is proper way to do it. Hmm. And of course, you can do one more thing. On every anniversary of Shraddha, right? the way Vaishnavas do it, is they sponsor the prasadam in the temple. And that temple prasadam can be distributed to everybody. So that Vaishnava bhojan, that is very important and, and it was shown in the example of Advaitacharya. The way he did was he invited Haridas Thakur and he fed, fed the Vaishnava, topmost Vaishnava. And so we have to feed Vaishnavas. Vaishnava Bhojan must be sponsored, must be done. Call your call Vaishnavas to your home, have a kirtan, uh, you know, distribute prasadam to them, cook nicely. So these things have to be done. This is the way you have to do Shraddha, not the Karmakanda way. We have our Vaishnava way of, ways of doing things. So that's how we should do. <clears throat> Alright. Next question. Next question by Rishikesh Rai. Since Jivatmas are already Sachidananda. Then how did we fall in this world? Why did we think we can become Krishna? I mean, Atman is Sachidananda. Please enlighten me, Prabhu. Well, many times this question comes. Actually, we have we repeat this answer many times. Every now and then, people will ask this question. Krishna is fully independent, infinitely independent. He can do whatever he wants, Swarat. And we are his parts and parcels. Amsha, a part, has the same characteristics as a whole. Like in the ocean, the ocean is salty. And if you take one drop, which is part and parcel of that ocean, the drop is also salty. So it has the same characteristics as the ocean. So, but the amount of salt in the ocean is tons and tons of it, but in the amount of salt in uh, the drop is just milligrams of salt or maybe micrograms. So, the quantity is different, but the quality is the same. So, we being parts and parcels of Krishna, 
we also have the tendency of independence as krishna is infinitely independent we are also independent but we our our quantity of our independence is limited the tendency to become independent is there to be independent that is there but the quantity of such independence is very limited we basically have only two choices either we are under the direction of or under the protection of krishna or under the protection of maya either we can choose to serve him or we can choose to not serve him that's basically actually we don't have the choice of not serving him so when we choose not to serve him we are we are put into an, into an illusion where we think that we don't serve him we are still serving him through the agency of maya because we serve maya uh, but that's serving the illusion in that illusion we think that we are separate from krishna so basically because our constitutional position is a part and parcel of krishna we have the natural tendency to be independent and if we properly use that independence uh, we will engage ourselves in krishna consciousness willfully and if we willfully want to neglect that that choice is also there krishna does not interfere with our independence he will not force us uh, love is not forced love is voluntary so that voluntary thing is there you see um, so that he never yathechhasi tatha karo even after explaining the whole bhagavad gita krishna told arjuna you do whatever you want i have explained to you the consequences of following me and the consequences of not following me now it is up to you whether you want to follow me or not so he laid out the two paths one path you will come back to me another path you will go to hell and suffer you know for countless eons which one you want that is up to you that choice you have so if we really are interested in our own self interest we will take up the devotional service so at some point in time we we did not have, we did not act with our own self interest in mind so how was that possible in this, in the spiritual world well it is possible because we have independence that is the reason why it is possible because we are active living persons we have independence it is possible anywhere for example we are in this society we are not in jail we are not in the prison house there is a possibility that i can commit a crime and i can go into the jail there is a possibility but it is not expected of a you know sane person but the possibility is if he wants he can do it uh, usually a gentleman is not expected to go to the prison but the possibility is there the independence if he chooses to be if he, if he uses to if he chooses to misuse the independence that he has because we are given independence in this life right we have freedom of expression freedom of action freedom of speech but if we use that freedom to do wrong things because i have freedom of speech i will you know talk uh, some racial i will pass some racial comments or some then you know some some kind of disturbing thing whatever i may say if if that is if i misuse the independence then if it is going to harm somebody else then that is uh, sinful then i'll be punished for that right freedom of activity i can do anything yes you can open a business you can study you can do more. but if you do that independent if oh i can do anything okay let me let me rob a bank that is also independence but then that will get you to prison house so similarly a man in the society of the vaikuntha is not expected to fall down actually majority of the souls in the vaikuntha world they don't fall down the vast majority it's only a very minority that fall, fall down and that minority is already countless number of living entities in the material world <laughs> just imagine how many living entities there are in the spiritual world just very very few rare ones they come to this material world and that rare is already so crowded here in this material world every single planet is full of life so much and that is already minority rare minority 
the vast majority of the just like in this in this country there is a prison <clears throat> but only a very few people stay there but if you go to the prison it is crowded every single cell is occupied every single you know part of the prison house is fully occupied there are so many prisoners there but compared to the number who are outside the prison it is very less similarly so that's how it goes so our independence is never taken away from us our constitutional position is to have independence and that's why we can choose to misuse it if we want and a classic example is there jay and vijay they fell down from vaikuntha right they were doorkeepers in the vaikuntha and then they fell down because of misuse because they offended first of all they offended lakshmi and then they offended kumaras so in that way they because of some vaishnava prat they came down so we don't know what we did we came down so we have to go back that's it so mainly we have to not focus on how we came and what exactly happened we simply have to think of how to go back now that is more important now when one is one one has contracted a disease say a viral disease how how you know he has contracted the disease where exactly the virus went into his body and at which time at which place at how through which hole of the body so it may be necessary like in covid 19 they used to contract tracing contact tracing like you know from where he contracted they try to guess it's a guess work so but to cure the patient contact tracing is not necessary contact tracing is necessary to find out whether a particular place is infested with this kind of virus or not to save other people from you know contracting the disease or you know to put some defense mechanisms in place but to cure the persons who had to cure the person who has contracted the disease contact tracing is irrelevant we have to now the for the person who has contracted the disease he has to be treated doesn't matter how he contracted it now he has to be cured so similarly we have contracted this disease of material existence of thinking of in, thinking to ourselves to be an independent enjoyer but that has to be cured that is more important than how we actually contracted the disease of independence of misusing our independence independence is not the disease abuse or misuse of that independence is the disease well we'll go to the next question krishna chaitanya is asking well this is actually a bit uh, technical hari krishna prabhu please let me know the order of doing mangala aarti that is who to offer the dhoopa or aarti first how many times we have to show ha please help me to understand it prabhu <coughs> well this is actually more of deity worship so anyway the order of order, uh, offering the aarti is first to the spiritual master then to his spiritual master it goes anything any offering okay to krishna goes through the parampara system from the guru any knowledge that we receive comes down from krishna through the spiritual master to us so the spiritual master is the trans- uh, transparent via medium between us and krishna so anything any service that we offer to krishna must go through the spiritual master and anything that we receive from krishna also through we have to receive it through the spiritual master so our service always goes through the spiritual master so even our aarti must first be done to the shila prabhupad then to bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur then to the parampara then you know gaurnitai panchatatva and then radha krishna jagannath baladev and then finally prahlad narsimhadev tulsi marani and then the uh, vaishnavas assembled vaishnavas how many times we have to show well this is all actually second initiation but actually some of you have home altars and second initiation is not necessary for home altars 
as long as we have simple pictures and like that and um, so basically four circles clockwise circles for the dhoop actually i, I don't know if i have to if you will remember if i say like this um anyway i'll just tell it since i'm here so a dhoopa deepa the order is dhoopa deepa and argya and uh, cloth and then pushpa chamara and then the peacock feather conchal glowing before and after the aarti so the first item is dhoopa which is incense so that has to be offered four times at the feet circles that means you don't go near the feet of course you stand at where you are and then offer to the feet four times circle clockwise and then two times at the navel and then seven times to the body and the deepa the um, light lamp that is offered four times at the feet two times at the navel three times at the head and then seven times to the whole body and then argya is done seven times to the head and then uh, sometimes it is differently stated in different manuals but we will take from the from the archana paddhati which is there um during prabhupada's time we will just take that we are trying to follow that and then next is the cloth the cloth 4 2 3 7 so four at the feet two at the navel three at the head and seven to the whole body then pushpa flowers you have to have odd number of flowers on the small plate and then four times at the feet of each deity in this order and then um, after the chamara suitable number of times seven or you know sometimes depends on the aarti song if it is going on then we can do a little bit longer or a little bit shorter depends and then after that also the peacock feather fan this is of course uh, offered only when it is uh, hot in when it is extremely cold when it is like cold countries you know where it's freezing temperature the peacock feather is peacock feather fan is not done during cold winter season only chamara and then uh, conchal um because in singapore it's just the same temperature all the way we so we always use the peacock feather fan but when it is cold that is not to be used and then the conchal so that is also suitable number of times it is not fixed you can do seven times to each deity or you can just do f- if you have many deities and you know suitable number of times maybe one two or one three or five or like that and to assemble vaishnavas and that's it i hope is understandable because i cannot show it at this point i hope you understand it next shrinivas let me let me put the question on the screen so the question is hare krishna prabhu this is also from the youtube comment <coughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu please explain the difference between karma and destiny Destiny is a result of our karma karma means it is uh, it carries different meanings so karma means action karma means the law of karma you know uh, and karma has its different flavors like akarma akarma and vikarma so all these are termed as karma and in different contexts it may mean different things But basically it's just a this whole thing that the law of action and reaction of our activities so destiny means that something which is already fixed for our lives so how it is fixed who fixed it and on what uh, criteria it was fixed uh, 
the criteria is our own activities in our previous lives so just like the judge he passes a sentence he says okay now it is uh, you will get 10 years suppose he says to the prisoner so that um, judge is not the cause for that sentence although the judge gave the sentence he is not the cause for that sentence the cause is the criminal's own activities so for the next 10 years his life is fixed that is his destiny for the next 10 years it is fixed and whatever punishments that come in the jail prison whatever it is all fixed so you can say that as destiny but what caused that destiny his own action so this is where our karma plays so whatever we are experiencing in this life it's already we are inside the term so just like the person is given a term of 10 years inside the jail so when he goes into the jail he is actually serving that term our term in this body how many year how many ever years we have in this body is the our term and if we however we fare in this body our next term will continue so we have term after term after term after term, until we realize that we are eternal servant of krishna and actually engage in krishna service we are going to serve term after term after term for, for millions and trillions of years millions of trillions of terms we will serve and we have been serving and coming until now so that term is decided when one commits the activity so whatever we are doing now sorry whatever we are experiencing now is the result of whatever we have done before suppose a person in the prison house he got suppose 10 years and he is now inside the prison and inside the prison he is very honest he decided to change his ways and you know what i had it a mistake and i need to correct myself so he is he is acting of course there are many repeat offenders no we have been repeat offenders actually that's why life after life after life we are just having term after term after term but suppose this person goes there and then he is very honest he does everything does he told he is told to do and he doesn't lie he doesn't he strictly follows everything now you may ask why is he so honest and he why he should be in the prison why is suffering why is suffering all these punishments that's precisely the way it is when we people ask why to why do bad things happen to good people or good things happen to bad people the thing is while he is in the while he is serving the term inside the prison he may be honest but he still has to serve the term and maybe if his if his conduct is good maybe it will be reduced from 10 years to maybe 8 years or 7 years depending on his conduct so similarly if we rectify our tendency for sense gratification and become krishna consciousness our term will be immediately immediately stopped after this term no more terms finish go back to krishna finish our punishment is finished so that's what krishna is saying if you surrender to me aham tvam sarva papebhyo mokshayishami i will relieve you of all the karma that is there our destiny can be changed if we surrender to krishna if we don't then we have to go through it so sometimes of course devotees will have some you know expectations so now i am now that i am a devotee my karma should change so my time my i should have always good times no more bad times anymore always i should be enjoying it's not exactly like that <laughs> a devotee enjoys because he does not identify himself or or he does not uh, subscribe to the situation for his happiness or distress no he doesn't depend on the situation he is happy because he is constantly engaged in krishna's service whether it be a positive or negative whatever his destiny has offered him because of his previous life he will take everything as a blessing even the so called disadvantages position material disadvantages position the devotee will take to his advantage because for example um say uh, 
you know suppose the family life is not very peaceful suppose the wife is not cooperative or for the wife the husband is not very cooperative of course the wife cannot do much she cannot leave the home she still can be engaged in devotional service and i know a few women who are like that whose whose husbands are not cooperative but she's she's happy because she's engaged in krishna consciousness she's not disturbed although it is very challenging because they're engaged in krishna consciousness they're not disturbed uh sometimes the husband uh, he may have like prabhupad for example he had a wife who was not cooperative it's a you know material disadvantages or depressive i mean depressed position it's a stressful position but he took it as took it i mean um, used that to his, to his advantage he took sanyas and he preached krishna consciousness all over the world good 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 riddance now i have no need to be attached to this home life anymore anymore i just need to preach krishna consciousness so that is advantage so a devotee will never take uh, it as a negative thing everything is an in- impetus for his um advancement in krishna consciousness it increases his faith and increases his enthusiasm in krishna consciousness so what was the question by the way <laughs> please ask ah, difference between karma and destiny so that's what we have to understand so our karma our activities will have in our previous lives have determined this body now whatever we do in this life will determine our next term of existence whether we want to be in this material world in another body or we want to go back to krishna that's up to us so that is destiny so the destiny or oh, this is destined to happen why it is destined to happen it is just like the person it is destined that he will get 10 years why because of his own actions the destined means yes by the higher power the judiciary power the judge gives him the the punishment by higher power yes but because of his own activities similarly karmana daivanetrena jantor dehopapattaye striya pravishta udaram pumsa hreta kanashraya shrimad bhagavatam 3311 shri bhagavan vacha okay let me just take this out on the screen so kapiladev incarnation of god is himself saying this what is he saying the personality of god had said under the supervision of the supreme lord and according to the result of his work you see karmana according to his karma and daivanetrena because although he may do his karma sinful or pious to give him the body that is not dependent on him he cannot do it in, on his own it has to be given by higher authority <clears throat> even if he wants to enjoy sex life unlimitedly he needs the body, body of a pig so who is going to arrange his logistics all where he is going to be transported to which pig family and to which pig semen and to which pig's womb he will go who is going to arrange all this logistics that is krishna doing karmana daivanetrena this is all the background arrangement of krishna through the devatas ha um, but by his own actions because he wanted to have unlimited sex okay you go pig because he wanted to eat anything and everything go pig or dog so that is why so this is karma destiny this is how it is so if you want to terminate all this chain of karma because whatever we have done in previous life we are experiencing now whatever we are doing now we are going to experience in future whatever we going to do in the future that will going to experience in the farther future so when is it all going to end it can end only by one way by committing or by performing activities which will not have more any more reactions that is called naishkarmyam naishkarmyam means no more reaction that is called akarma that is called devotional service no more uh, reactions material reactions then one can go back that is devotional service so that is how to stop and krishna says that sarvadharman parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja 
अहम तवाम सर्व पापेभ्यो मोक्षयिष्यामी मासुचा सो इन इट जस्ट नीड टू सरेंडर टू कृष्णा एंड द सरेंडर स्टार्ट्स विथ चैंटिंग हरे कृष्णा सी 1866 अबैंडन ऑल वैराइटीज ऑफ रिलीजन एंड जस्ट सरेंडर अनटू मी आई शैल डिलीवर यू फ्रॉम ऑल सिनफुल रिएक्शंस डू नॉट फियर दिस इज हाउ टू कम आउट ऑफ आवर सो कॉल्ड डेस्टिनी सो आवर डेस्टिनी आवर रियल डेस्टिनेशन शुड बी ब्रह्मैवतेन गन्तव्यम द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड for that we have to do brahma karma samadhina we have to be absorbed in brahma karma spiritual activities devotional service brahmarpanam brahma havir brahmagnau brahmanahutam all our things our should be offerings to krishna that's how we terminate it all right next question okay next question His name is Bad Boy. On the YouTube comment, on YouTube uh, profile name is Bad Boy, but looks like he's not such a bad boy because he's at least inquiring about Krishna consciousness. So at least he's a good boy. <laughs> he's asking question: If death is generally sleeping for seven months, does it mean we don't have to go to Yamraj most of the time? So Shri Prabhupada said that death means nothing but sleeping for seven months. Why did he say that? That means. After death, one goes to the womb of another mother, and in the womb of the mother, he stays for nine months. But in the seventh month, his consciousness becomes awakened. Until then, he is unconscious. So he is basically sleeping for seven months. So if you calculate like that, death means he immediately goes to the another womb, and in that womb, he is there for seven months, and then his consciousness regains, and two more months he stays, and then he'll come out, and then, you know. So that means he has no time to go to Yamraj and you know go to all these places. So. that's why he asking he's asking this question so does it mean we don't have to go to yamaraj most of the time in human life one has to go usually one has to go because as long as you have even a single sinful activity involved you will have to visit yamaraj and in kaliyuga especially everybody is directly or indirectly committing always sinful activity so at least for kaliyuga population we have to see yamaraj for others who are committing pious activities or those who commit the or those who do this what is it panchasuna yagya panchasuna yagya means every day they do this yagya for atonement of all the accidental sins that they may commit so as long as they do commit uh, as they, they do this sacrifice they don't have to see yamaraj after death provided they have not, not done any other sin which they have not atoned for so that's why atonement is there so that he doesn't see yamaraj and then goes to either other human being life or heavenly life but for kaliyuga population mostly this is not going to take place everybody is going to see yamaraj <coughs> but then again only a human a soul in a human body he will go to yamalok a soul in an animal body he will never see yamaraj so if you see the vast majority of life forms in this world 8.4 million species out of that only 400000 are human species the rest 8 million are animal species subhuman so for them there is no yamaraj seeing no appointment with yamaraj for them they will just suffer they don't need to go to yamaraj the suffering is already there in this world in their animal forms itself animal life is already suffering so for them they don't see yamaraj they just go to the next womb you know like that and in their calculation the seven months so everybody lives 100 years according to their calculation brahma lives 100 years in his calculation we live 100 years in our calculation and animals live 100 years in their calculation so in their calculation seven months may be different you see so that seven months one is there in the womb of the mother so for the vast majority of life forms he is actually the death means So sleeping for seven months. 
but for humans especially in kali yuga he's going to see yamaraj so there's a little more time delay there's a latency <laughs> because he has to first serve the uh, you know yamaraj you know so he has to serve under yamaraj all the punishments <laughs> so that is there next again by bad boy I don't know who this bad boy is. Though. He's asking some good questions. Bad boy asking good questions. Question is time in hell slower or faster relative to earth? It is said in one point of, in one part of the Shrimad Bhagavatam that the time it takes for the departed soul to reach Yamalok or the distance first of all that he has to cover is about 99 yojanas. That means or 99000 yojanas is that wait one second okay. 3.30.24 yojananam sahasrani navatim navat chad chadhavanah chadhvanah त्रिभिर मुहूर्तर्वाभ्यांवाहस्तुस्टेडनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजनाइनजना
792,000 miles within a few seconds only although the process is not spiritual but material it's a material process much faster than the modern scientists and who is going at such speed criminal the sinful person is going at such speed so and it's still material it's not spiritual yet <laughs> it is said that parashuram he killed all the kshatriyas alone armies and armies of kshatriyas alone with his axe you know how he killed he killed at the speed at the spiritual speed not even material speed then after so much killing then he was a little tired then he came down to the speed of the mind he slowed down to the speed of the mind you know mind is faster than light light travels at a certain speed but mind travels faster than light you can in a moment you can be anywhere in the world yeah you can think of that place but actually yogis they can actually travel at the speed so mind is so fast so he slowed down from the spiritual speed when he was when he was tired to the speed of the mind nobody could see where he was moving and how he was killing armies and elephants and horses and everybody who was killing nobody could even see where he was that fast he was parshuram so that's that another question by bad boy bad boy asking three questions again pull from the youtube comment bad boy is asking question <laughs> how long do people go to hell generally because some punishments are said to be very long like thousands and millions of and billions of years do people always go to hell before becoming an animal because prabhupa said that first indian president was already a dog in sweden or something yeah he was jawaharlal nehru he became a dog in sweden apparently german shepherd so good good business huh prime minister in one life dog in the next so so how long do these punishments are said to be millions like yeah some punishments are millions and billions of years long like it is said that if you kill a cow as many bodily hairs are there on the cow that one has killed or if he has eaten beef also it, same thing as many hairs are there on that cow that many years no that many thousands of years suppose the cow has two hairs on the body 2000 years he has to stay in the hell but which cow has two hairs millions of hairs on the body and that many millions times 1000 years or that many million years is that amount of time one has to stay in the world in the hellish planet to suffer there this is very very long punishments millions of years so maybe it's relatively it's different for us but when we are there that is the measurement is not that when we are there we only feel like a two three moments and we are finished no where we actually experience millions of years so it's not a joke it's not like oh millions of years in that life so actually it's maybe only 3 years huh? like that brahma also can think ah these people only 80 years life why are they saying you know so depressed you know after all it's just 80 moments you know 80 moments who can you know why should be they to be depressed but for us it's 80 years of experience our experience is 80 years so we have to consider the experience of the person who has gone to hell so there he yes millions of years and should we want to gamble with our life doing that those kind of things an intelligent person will not so uh, the punishment is that long actually yeah so do people always go to hell before becoming animal yes actually that is said here you see his entrails are pulled out by the hounds and vulture oh, sorry 
This is from the same uh, 3rd Canto 30th chapter. He is placed in the midst of burning pieces of wood and his limbs are set on fire. In some cases he is made to eat his own flesh and have it eaten by or have it eaten by others. His entrails that means his intestines are pulled out by the hounds and vultures of hell even though he is still alive to see it. And he is subjected to torments by serpents, scorpions, gnats and other creatures that bite him. But he does not die there. He has a special body which doesn't die but which will be so painful extremely painful, excruciating pain, but he will not die. This is hellish suffering. Next, his limbs are lopped off and torn asunder by elephants. One elephant will pull this hand with its trunk, another elephant will pull this hand, finish, torn apart. And our legs by another two elephants, and our head by another elephant, torn apart, but still not dead. Again, the body will be joined by again suffering. Next. Like that, you know, it's not a joke. And sometimes the 5th canto explains, explains even more things. That sometimes he is carried by the legs or hands and he is thrown on the tree. And this tree has big, big spikes coming out. His trunk has, has big, big spikes. Very, very sharp. Razor sharp. And he is flung onto the tree and it completely pierces his body. All the, you know, all, so many thorns. Thorns are just like, not like thorns, small, small thorns. Huge thorns, huge, like few feet in length. So strong, they will not bend also, so hard. And the bodies, the people are thrown, you know, flung on, on, the, on the trees and the whole body is just pierced. Blood all splashing and everything. So how painful it is. He will not die. Again he is brought out. Again his body is made normal. Again another, next punishment, next punishment. You know, how long? Not a joke, you know, the hellish life. He is hurled down from hilltops. From he's taken to the hill and thrown. And he's also held captive either in a water or in the in a cave. Men and women whose lives were built upon indulgence in illicit sex, sex life are put into many kinds of miserable conditions in the hells known as Tamisra, Andhatamisra and Raurava. My dear Lord Kapila continued, My dear mother, it is sometimes said that we experience hell or heaven in this on this planet, for hellish punishments are sometimes visible on this planet also. So, as we have heard in the, you know, uh, slavery that happened in Africa and even, you know, those concentration camps that we hear of in the Hitler's army or, you know, other places. So, these are all absolute hellish. And, you know, Hiroshima Nagasaki, Hiroshima Nagasaki, atom bomb. You, you, there is actually a footage of what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. What, how people were, what happened just after the atomic bomb and what people were doing. They were like ghosts. They were just like walking, they did not know what was going on. And their bodies, the skin was completely off. It's just flesh. And flesh was also all rotten, all burning and it's cooked, it's being cooked in the heat. The atom bomb heat is not just on that moment. After that, for days and years, the radiation was another thing. The bones were just, you know, just disintegrated into those who were alive. Those who are alive means those who are like tens and hundreds of kilometers away from the place. They experienced these symptoms. For those who were there, of course, they died very horribly. But even the others, they were just like ghosts. Everything was just gone. Their minds did not work. Their bodies didn't know what they were doing. They were walking or standing or standing or sitting. They were just finished. They were shell-shocked. They lost everybody. They lost their homes. They did not know who they were. This is what happened. This is all hellish. These are not, or, not ordinary things that you would see in this world. But these are commonplace things in the hellish planet. If you want to see what happens in hell, go and watch that documentary of the Hiroshima Nagasaki, what happened to the people there. 
and you will see just a slight glimpse of hell not complete hell yet you know not complete hell this is a slight glimpse of hell how horrible it is what the animals are going through in slaughterhouses that is hellish punishment because they were actually animal killers in their previous lives now they became animals to be killed in that way and they will go to they have already been into hell and they suffered in the hell and they became animals and now still they are suffering it's still not over so these are not ordinary things we cannot play with our life we don't know what we are getting into by committing sinful acts sometimes when we say people say to people please stop your meeting uh, so eating meat they say no i have to stop slowly what slowly it is not how dangerous it is what you are doing stop immediately you want to be i mean suffering like the animals which are suffering now they don't care because they don't they don't realize how painful it's going to be hmm. next he says after leaving this body the man who maintained himself and his family members of sin by sinful activity suffers hellish life and his relatives suffer also the next he goes alone to the darkest regions of hell after quitting the present body he goes alone none of his family none of his relatives none of his none of his subscribers on youtube or followers on facebook and or twitter will come with him yeah you may have a big following in this world but if you are a sinful person you're going to go alone so we have to be very careful how we conduct ourselves not just to satisfy the people we have to live no we should never satisfy the people we should satisfy krishna automatically it will satisfy all people but even if the people are not satisfied with us doesn't matter we have to satisfy krishna if we satisfy the people the people are all you know already going to hell if if we try to satisfy the people who are going to hell we will become another resident of hell hmm. so he goes alone to the darkest regions of hell after quitting this present body and the money he acquired by envying other living entities is the passage money by with which he leaves this world the sin that he has committed in earning that money that will be his passage dharma vittam nirnam pratyam here it is said um kushala itara patheyah patheyah means his passage money bhutadrohena yadbhritam bhutadrohena by injury to other living entities by injuring other living entities whatever he has earned he will have to pay for that hmm. next thus by the arrangement of the supreme personality god the maintainer of kinsmen is put into a hellish condition to suffer for his sinful activities like a man who has lost his wealth therefore a person who is eager to maintain family members and kinsmen simply by black method certainly goes to hellish darkest regions of hell known as andathamishram having gone through all the miserable hellish conditions and having passed in a regular order through the lowest forms of animal life prior to human birth and having thus been purged of his sins one is reborn again as a human being on this earth so you see after hellish life he will go to animal life and then one after another to the next animal the next animal finally he will come to human life after millions of years of transmigration then if we again do the same mistake again go back so do we want to do that uh, if we are intelligent we should not we should take up krishna consciousness seriously we should not you know take it lightly uh, when i retire i will re- start reading bhagavad gita what if i become blind when i retire what if i don't live until retirement or die before that and what if i retire and then i cannot even understand what is bhagavad gita what if i already am fully you know live my life in one way and then i have to change my thinking after 60 years of life living how do, how how is all this going to pan out it's not going to work that way start now 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 is the time if you haven't started if you have started very good be serious so we have to all this is not i am not telling you when i am telling you it is it to me also it's reminder for me also so i have to also remind myself all these things so this is very important all right next madhu mk 
madhu mk he's, a, he's also from he's also from youtube comment is it possible to speak to my deported wife atma when atma will not notice whether atma will notice our thinkings so first of all i think he meant departed wife deport means to be kicked out of the country well in one way it's departing is deportation from this world deported from this planet deport, deported from this body <laughs> so in that way it is right anyway want to don't want to life uh, don't want to laugh at his misery is it possible to speak t- to the departed atma of his wife whether atma will notice something is you know what these are all our hankerings our attachments that we think this way but actually the soul is already gone soul is already gone. unless it's a sinful soul then he will hang around he or she will hang around as a ghost but usually they were you know they go you know um, to the next you know exist term of their existence whether to hellish life or whether to other bodies or whatever it is or whether to heavenly planets or whatever the best thing you can do now for your wife is chant hari krishna become a devotee that will save that departed soul automatically we have already uh, the previous question was about uh, tarpana and shraddha and all these things so we already extensively mentioned that chanting of hari krishna and offering you know prasadam i mean offering food to krishna and eating prasadam and basically becoming a devotee of krishna when you become a devotee of krishna then the departed soul will be helped in fact it is said that the husband's karma the wife takes half of it so if the husband as a husband if he performs krishna consciousness she will get half of all the punya that you will get so become a devotee and that is the best answer best way to communicate not communicate exactly but to uh, to benefit your departed wife see but uh, whether you can speak to her and all this <coughs> it's not possible that's how krishna designed it we can't speak to them that's like when you come out of the dream you want to speak to the person again in the dream you can't you finished it's done so like, this, this world is like a dream so somebody leaves this dream and goes to another dream now this dream the person in this dream cannot speak to the other person in that dream so so these are all there so let us so we have to give up those thoughts of okay trying to communicate back with the the departed soul that's useless and ever do something more practical become a devotee nice devotee solid devotee chant 16 rounds hari krishna you know read prabhupada's books offer food to krishna eat krishna prasadam and you know associate with devotees do service just become a devotee and then automatically your wife will be benefit next question wow we have a lot more questions huh? next question may wow we have we already at 10 pm two and a half hours i thought to do it very fast but still time next question by vijay sharma vijay sharma prabhu from uk so what's the question let me put it on the screen <laughs> he said hari krishna please could you explain how someone can get the dust of the lotus feet of shri prabhupada i myself need to i myself have not attained so i know you to qualify to you know speak as if i'm coming from that position i'm just aspiring so but from what we have heard from siddhanta i can explain so to get the dust from the lotus feet of the spiritual prabhupad means to follow his instructions if we follow his instructions get the dust means <clears throat> get the mercy 
Now, Srila Prabhupada in one lecture, he explained very, very nicely. The dust of the pure devotee is very, very powerful. And it is so powerful that it can award complete love of Godhead. But the same dust is powerful in another way also. If one offends that devotee, his life will be ruined like no other. <clears throat> so, we have to not offend the pure devotee. So, in other words, we have to not disobey the orders of Srila Prabhupada. We have to obey his orders. We have to be a good disciple, not making any mistake. Of course, we may commit mistakes, but we should not disobey him, especially willingly. If we do it unwillingly and we are corrected by other devotees, that's our good fortune. Or if somehow or other Krishna gives us intelligence to rectify our mistakes. But to continue to do mistakes, that is an offense. To come deliberately do disobey, disobey the spiritual master, that is an offense. Serious, serious offense. And Srila Prabhupada said, the dust of the pure devotee will give us Krishna consciousness, completely make us pure devotee. Or if you offend such a devotee, the same dust will be the cause of our complete ruination. So this is what it means to get the dust of the pure devotee means to serve his instructions and not offend him in any way. So we have to become a very true follower of Srila Prabhupada and then, yes, we can get the blessings of the dust of the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. That's the way we can we should go about it. Next question. So, Ajanya Mataji is asking this question. Bhakti Ajanya. Let me put the question on the screen. So, Bhakti Ajanya said, Not my question, a new devotee asked me. I am asking the question. In animals, seat of soul is heart. Then what about position of soul in the plants and other lower organisms which don't have heart? So Krishna says, Ishvara Sarvabhutanam Hridesha Arjunatishthati Of all living entities, I am seated in the heart. Now the question here is, what about trees that don't have a heart? Where is the soul situated? Where is the Paramatma situated? <laughs> so, <clears throat> the heart we define heart in our own limited way according to modern medical science. It is not that the trees don't have a heart. They do have a heart. But the heart that is um, the medical definition of heart in, according to Western medicine is that which pumps the blood. And that is there in humans and animals. But in the, in the tree there is no heart that is pumping blood. There is no blood there. So where is the heart? So, the definition of heart in the Vedic understanding is that it is the seat of the energy of the entire body system. So, you may say that, you know, the, you know there is no pump you know, in, the, in, the, in the trees. Then how do you think that the water that the root is taking from the ground, it is being transported all to all the different parts? There is a different kind of pump. They also have. So where exactly the soul is situated in the in the tree? I do not know which exactly is the part, but it has a heart, right? So that is a seat, and from there it is everything, all the nutrients 
that it takes from the ground and from the air and everything is supplied and, and it's all there's a huge system that is going on inside the tree nourishment and everything so how is that possible if there is no heart if there is no pumping how did the coconut that is so high above how did the coconut get the water from where did the water come who pumped the water inside the coconut and the coconut is fully closed yet the water is inside how is it possible first of all that itself is a miracle and how where did the water come from unless there is some pump right from where the water came? from the ground from the ground all the way to the top there is pumping going on so there is a pump but is not exactly the way our human body works or an animal body works it's a different system so we the problem with us is we always tend to define everything according to our limited experience that's why scientists say oh there nobody can live on the sun because nobody can live on the sun. nobody none of us can live on the sun the temperature is too high they expect this body to be the the only type of body and if this body cannot exist somewhere nothing can exist there so this is their folly so we should not have a fixed definition of things that we have experience of and we think that everything exists the same way that is called atmaman manyate jagat hmm. to think that you know the everything is according to what i see no therefore our definition what modern medical definition of a heart is that's not the real definition of a heart heart means where the soul is situated and which is a seat of energy for the entire body so the trees have in the root you know they are you know having all these no, what is that so many system i don't know the exact system botanical system but there there is nutrients are all you know which are you know um, given to each part of the tree so there is some system there somewhere the heart is there not the way heart is there in our bodies but in a different way so heart is definitely there and the soul is situated in the heart so when krishna says ishwara sarvabhutanam hridesh arjuna tishthati of all living entities i am in the heart that means krishna is saying that all living entities have a heart and i am situated in that heart the ant also has a heart the cockroach has a heart the tree has a heart everybody has a heart the covid 19 virus has a heart and he is situated in that heart also of the virus so heart may be big or small or it may be in a way which we cannot conceive in our own definition we ha- we have created an imperfect definition of a heart and we expect that every heart should conform to this definition that we have created are why should krishna conform to your definition of heart he has his own definition of heart you have to understand his definition of heart you cannot limit the definition of heart to one thing and then say that everything should have this otherwise they have no heart this is the medical way of or the scientific way of so called scientific it's not scientific real science is in the vedas what krishna says is real science krishna says sarvabhurtanam hridesh arjuna every living entity has a heart that is real science how is the heart there the heart is different from what you have but it is the seat of all energies it is where the the energies are distributed to the entire body it is the place from where the distributed energies are distributed to the entire all parts of the body that's a heart so that's that so we have to first of all the key thing here is we have to come out of the our materialistic so called scientific definitions that we have learned in this life because they are not scientific they are stupid definitions very limited made with the imperfect brains of the nonsense rascals who are not devotees of god atheists and we are accepting those definitions that is our problem 
so we have to why have used all these words it's true i mean we have to just krishna himself uses those words not my words it's, it's stupid it's fools the rascals these are krishna's words mudha varaka varaka means fool rascal mudha means rascal foolish so uh, foolish does fool a fool does all stupid things so their knowledge their their understanding everything is stupid it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing is a stupidity so they don't understand things so therefore we have to undo this material learning that we have done given to us by the modern modern educators real definitions of everything whether it is a heart whether it is a soul whether it is a body whether it is a brain whatever intelligence whatever it is you have to get from krishna that is then we will understand things in the proper perspective otherwise we will start to have uh, no faith in god because krishna said i am in the heart of every living entity but then trees don't have a heart that means krishna is speaking something nonsense it creates atheism this modern education creates atheism it causes you to doubt what krishna says and in that way challenge him with our imperfect knowledge this is the problem with modern education therefore we have to we have to learn how to see things from the vedic perspective as krishna has given it and not really conform or subscribe to the the the, the so called scientists of this modern world right next question by bhakti rajanya this is a fourth question but uh, well let's see how many actually we have we have a few so maybe we will go through it okay the question is are selflessness and renunciation same well what is selflessness what is renunciation so <clears throat> self means our self the self of our self is the supreme self the super self the paramatma who is the atma of the atma who is the life of our life so that is pran- our prananath the soul of our existence is the krishna so self can mean that supreme lord or self means myself so when we say of course selflessness means having no interest in our own interest so but we are interested in in the self of the self which is the supreme self krishna so that's why it is said nate vidu swarthagatim hi vishnu swarthagati swarth means our own self interest so the interest of our self if those people who are atheists they do not know their own self interest but should we act with self interest in the first place well yes if that self interest is aligned with the super self interest the interest of the super self which is the paramatma so in that manner we have to be selfish huh? in 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 the in the in the having the meaning that we have to be interested in the interests of the super self who is the self of our self okay i hope i'm not confusing you so seeing the question again selflessness so selflessness means now selfishness before we understand selflessness what is selfishness a person who is not interested or aligned with the interest of the supreme self krishna 
but interested in his own self without that connection with the supreme self that means sense gratification when a person actually <laughs> performs sense gratification he is not acting in the interest of his own self even because those activities of sense gratification will only give him more misery that's why it is said self envy those people who act with self and um, atheistic propensities sense gratification sense gratificatory propensities it is said in the bhagavatam that they are acting with self envy because they are envying their own self they are causing harm to their own self because by doing that they are they themselves will suffer so it, it is not even in their own self interest so if they really want to but they are acting on the interest of their body bodily position thinking that the body is the self they are protecting the interest of the body but if you understand that your real self is actually connected with krishna and not this body the body has nothing to do with yourself then we will protect that real self interest and that is also selfishness that is spiritual selfishness like king kulushekar he he you know he was thinking how to protect his devotional service at the time of death uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu also said fence the devotional creeper that is also selfishness like you know but that is spiritual selfishness because he is aligned with the supreme self interest we are aligned with the interest of the supreme lord that is proper selfishness selflessness means to be not interested in this false attachment or this false identification of our self with this body that is selflessness renunciation is it the same as selflessness well renunciation real renunciation means to renounce sense gratification not to renounce um, the objects the material objects but to renounce the propensity to enjoy the so called material objects a devotee should use everything in krishna's service and that is yukta vairagya yukta and vairagya yukta means connected vairagya means disconnected or renounced divorced so this is yukta vairagya how to be yukta and vairagya at the same time that is possible by being krishna conscious using everything in krishna's service and not in our bodily identification service so when we use it for bodily identification and expansion of bodily identification with family and community and race or nation or species that is selfish that is what is known as selfishness in this world generally known as selfishness so selflessness means he is not interested in maintaining any of the bodily illusion whether it be our own body family you know society race nation species whatever but acting for krishna's self interest that's why we are prakriti we are meant to be enjoyed by him he is to be enjoyed uh, he is he is the person to enjoy he has a right of enjoyment and we are supposed to cooperate in his enjoyment and in that we will have our, our own enjoyment you see so that is that <coughs> so uh, this is the difference between selfishness i mean there is actually no difference selflessness and renunciation is the same thing provided it is understood properly renunciation of the mayavadis they just renounce the objects of the material world and they do nothing they miss out on a huge opportunity of using everything for furthering krishna consciousness in their own krishna consciousness and for to propagate krishna consciousness in this world i see many buddhist monks they are supposed to renounce everything buddhist philosophy is to renounce everything but they use mobile phones they use big big gadgets and you know latest technologies to preach buddhism that is actually yukta vairagya <laughs> they are not true to their buddhist give up everything uh, uh, motto they are actually doing yukta vairagya 
without even knowing it so their thing is to give up everything material so yukta varagi is the most practical way to live to the most practical way to renounce everything renounce the tendency to for sense gratification but use everything in krishna's service don't renounce it for krishna's service don't renounce something which can be used for krishna's service that is the rupa goswami's principle anasaktas vishayan yatharaham upayunjatah nirbandhe krishna sambandhe yuktam vairagyamuchyate prapanchikataya buddhya hari sambandhi vastunah mumukshubhi parityago vairagyam phalgu kathyate those who give up renounce things which can be used for krishna's service his renunciation is incomplete he is not understood truly he has understood that he has nothing to do with his bodily identification but he did not ident- understand his actual identification related to krishna that is that next question by adit <laughs> so his, his question is Adit, he is asking, Hare Krishna Prabhu, Dhanavad Pranam, all Gaur Shushla Prabhupada. Prabhu, can you explain the meaning of your name, Tattvavit? Where do we find this word? Is it a name of Krishna or Mahaprabhu? Well, this word is found in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, third chapter. Sorry, third, third chapter, 28th verse. तत्वित्तु महाबाहो गुण गुण कर्म विभागयो गुण गुणेशु वर्तंत इति मत्वान सज्जते वन हु इज इन नॉलेज ऑफ द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रुथ सो तत्ववित मींस द नोवर ऑफ द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रुथ सो अ सेल्फ रियलाइज्ड सोल इज नोन एज तत्ववित वन हु इज इन नॉलेज ऑफ द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रुथ ओ माइटी आर्म डज नॉट एंगेज हिमसेल्फ इन द सेंसेस एंड सेंस ग्रेटिफिकेशन नोइंग वेल द डिफरेंसेस ऑफ बिटवीन वर्क इन डिवोशन एंड वर्क फॉर फ्रूटिव रिजल्ट्स another place where there is it is mentioned here is in the shrimad bhagavatam 1.2.11 tatva vidaha tatva vidaha is a plural form of tatva vit tatva vit is singular tatva vidaha means the learned souls tatva vit is singular tatva vidaha is plural of tatva vit if there are many tatva vits there is tatva vidaha so vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajnanam advayam brahma brahmeeti paramatmeeti bhagavan iti shabdate learned transcendentalists so one who is learned and a transcendentalist uh, who know the absolute truth see who know the absolute truth this is called tatva vidaha tatva vit plural plural call this non dual substance brahman paramatma and or bhagavan so basically a self realized soul is tatvavit but my name is tatvavit das so the real tatvavit is shri prabhupad who is a self realized soul i am trying to be the das of shri prabhupad so hopefully i can serve vaishnavas who are actually tatvavits uh, i am the bogus tatvavit <laughs> uh, the real tatvavit is the actual vaishnavas who really know so if i serve so tatvavit das so das means servant of tatvavit it'll be my good fortune if i can be the servant of great devotees so that is the meaning of my name 
देव गोविंदन नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन Hare Krishna Prabhu why are we not encouraged to consume anything to do with alliums like garlic onions etc so in the manu samhita it is said if we consume anything um onion or garlic we are as good as eating meat pork you know is that bad so immediately is outcasted in fact in many many cultures all over the world onion and garlic is not encouraged if you see the old writings of many cultures different cultures in the world there also it is there uh, onions and garlics are never even in buddhists they don't eat even in other western philosophy also greek if you see old greek philosophy there are dramas there are so many things where onion and garlic if you see google uh, onion and garlic and you see all the cultural old uh, writings many times you know it is condemned eating onion and garlic so basically we'll talk about from our vedas manusamita says it's as good as eating um, cow or pig you know that good as good as eating meat so basically we cannot offer this to krishna spring onion also we cannot offer to krishna so whatever we cannot offer to krishna we cannot eat like tobacco is vegetarian but we cannot use it because it is intoxicant so it's not about being vegetarian or non vegetarian like liquor some people are vegetarian swan vegetarians but they but they drink or smoke yeah you are vegetarian but you are intoxicating so our thing is not to become vegetarian we have to become followers of krishna krishna devotees so we have to eat prasadam so that that means we have to eat things which are offer offerable to krishna and after offering them to krishna we have to eat so we cannot eat that's a very short answer but you can go into depths of each of these different things that i have said now but that is the overall answer another question from adit let's put it on the screen Hare Krishna Prabhu my second question how far can we worship deities of other sampradayas on the request of the majority of gujaratis in west sri prabhupad installed srinath ji of course we worship him as gopal ji interestingly srinath ji is actually rupa goswami's deity you know he was taken there during the you know the mughal invasion <clears throat> so srinath ji is actually also coming from vrindavan of course now he is worshipped in you know gujarat and rajasthan now after shri prabhupada left this planet iskon te- iskon temples now have shri srinivas govinda deities iskon pune uh, bangalore hubli and temples in andhra pradesh worshipping srinivas govinda is accepted is it a wrong introduction it's not wrong it's not wrong introduction if that's if that can get people to come not i mean even sitaram also uh, shri prabhupada installed sitaram he installed rukmini dwarka dhish so these things he, he has done so um that is not wrong it's not wrong but again we have to keep it to krishna of course avatars are also there narsimha of course we worship there's nothing wrong in it it's not wrong but if we worship according to our agamas that will be much better hmm uh, that is uh, to be done 
of course they are adopting some other sri sampradaya agamas also which means agama means the worship the worship system they have some sri sampradaya flavor to it uh, yeah you know we go, we should not go too much into that you know because ours is to introduce them to uh, let them come and introduce them to radha krishna worship so to let them come so if sita ram deities you know they are you know attached to that and they come well and good you know shri prabhupada also in, uh, installed them <coughs> but srinivas govinda if you know people especially nandra and all you know they are attracted to srinivas govinda tirupati is such a big pil- holy place of pilgrimage we are not against vishnu you know try to understand we are not against vishnu at all <laughs> so at the same time we should be true to our sampradaya especially chaitanya mahaprabhu even when he went to south india he preached about radha krishna worship and introduced the hari krishna mahamantra sankirtan so that should be our mission we should not forget that so it may be used to you know bring in the people but then we have to elevate them to understanding the whole science about vishnu and of course krishna and radha krishna and everything so that should be the motto if we do especially sometimes i see some some temples they do too much into south indian way of worship like so many festivals all south indian like sri sampradaya festivals and everything that's i think a bit overdose of that Hmm. that feels like an overdose that uh, shri prabhupada did not do all that yes he introduced sita ram he introduced shri najin but he did not like you know go into that mode of worship too much you know like having brahmotsavam and all all festivals that are related to that we should do in our way even if we have to do brahmotsavam or anything we just do with sankirtan hari hari krishna sankirtan our own way of doing it our sampradaya true to our way of sampradaya so that should be if you go to vrindavan they will they will see a ranganath uh, temple there it's fully south indian right in the midst of vrindavan there is a huge temple ranganath ji temple and it's completely as if you are in tamil nadu you will not even realize that you are in vrindavan that much it is they have not kept they have not changed their identity when they went there you see that's a, one some good thing we have to accept it's not that you will fall down if you accept their identity but we have to be true to our sampradaya like what chaitanya mahaprabhu gave is the highest and we have to have faith in that process harinam sankirtan chaitanya mahaprabhu himself traveled all over south india yes he paid his respects to all the different vishnu temples there definitely he did but what he did after that he danced hari krishna sankirtan and he changed everybody into krishna's devotees he spoke to venkata bhatt also he preached that you know radha krishna worship is even higher than lakshmi narayan worship so why did chaitanya mahaprabhu do that hmm of course he appreciated the devotion but also he introduced something higher we are not discur- we are not saying that oh go vishnu worship is ah, should not be done no we are not saying that we have full of course is krishna and vishnu not different right but still we have to be introducing radha krishna worship that is our mission hmm. so i feel that yeah it's uh, there's a there's a bit of an overdose of you know the sri sampradaya flavor that definitely uh, i don't know if prabhupad will really accept i mean will really authorize that sankirtan is a real process in fact i saw one temple in malaysia hari krishna temple they were doing the inauguration ceremony and in the, in the cornerstone laying ceremony right at the, they were chanting hari krishna all the way but right at the time when it was being done that moment that muhurtam all the ping 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 all this and no hari krishna everything stopped and the ping ping sound was going on what is the use i mean holy name is most purifying ping 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 you can do you know 
but uh, <laughs> our thing is holy name you know that is the most auspicious thing huh? and that they stopped at right at the right moment at the muhurtam time when they had the cornerstone laying seven that time they stopped the kirtan and all the ping 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 came into stuff came into the came into that came to the four uh, that is totally out of our line you see this is called too much getting into the thing and forgetting our own thing and even definitely ramanujachari also although they may be ping ping all these things but there is definitely sankirtan in his thing also why did he go up to the tower and say everybody chant om namo narayanaya his spiritual master asked him not to do it don't reveal this to anyone but he went and distributed that means he is also into preaching chanting om namo narayanaya king kulashekar also said om namo narayanaya you know so many times so the holy name is definitely there in their religion in the in, not in their religion in their sampradaya but somehow that is much of it is masked you don't we don't see much chanting in their sampradaya somehow definitely ramanujachari introduced the holy name everywhere right especially even when his spiritual master asked him not to do of course later his spiritual master realized his mistake and he be, he surrendered to the lotus feet of ramanujachari so definitely the holy name is there in their thing but now it is muffled it is no more it is replaced with this ping 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 huh then if we also imitate that and we also do ping 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 and forget the hari naam then we have definitely degenerated this definitely wrong so we have to stay true we have to stay true to our sampradaya chaitanya mahaprabhu's mission shri prabhupada's mission hari naam sankirtan yes you can have the deities but worship them with hari naam sankirtan and understand that krishna is the supreme and we have to elevate everyone to the krishna worship radha krishna worship that should be the mission all right next question <clears throat> very good question by madhusudan next question let's put it on the screen wow 10:30 we are 3 hours into the i thought today will be shorter because i was going fast fast but you know still you are all you all are champions you know how to keep me here for 4 hours already last amm session was a record breaking 4 hour session so this question how hari krishna how can we live without hurting anyone this is seemingly a very simple question but actually it's a very profound the answer to this is very profound because first of all what is the definition of hurting someone only by you know poking somebody and blood coming out is that hurting that is one type of hurting physical mentally you can hurt the person by saying something you know harsh and causing it to hurt someone even when you want to say something good you know sometimes some people find it harsh so you are hurting mentally someone and intellectually you may hurt someone spiritually you may hurt someone actually it is said one in one one of the purport shri prabhupada mentions that if we don't preach krishna consciousness we are committing violence non violence is only practiced by devotees who preach only the preachers of hari krishna movement they are the one who are non violent everybody else is violent if we stay quiet and don't preach we are committing violence why why how because violence definition of violence is to hurt someone so if you don't preach to the person you are letting him go to hell and being hurt be hurt there so allowing himself him to be hurt so by giving him krishna whether he likes it or not give him some form of krishna whether by prasadam holy name book whatever introduce him to krishna 
that will save him eventually from being hurt so if we of course if we hurt someone that is called hurting but if we allow someone to be hurt that is also hurting you are facilitating the hurting process right so that is also violence so just by sitting and not preaching we are committing violence so only the people who preach krishna consciousness they are the ones who are non violent hmm so how to live by not hurting anyone preach krishna consciousness so janma sarthak kari karo paropakar chaitanya mahaprabhu said make your life successful with krishna consciousness and preach this to others introduce as many people as possible to krishna consciousness that is the only way you are committing non violence otherwise you are committing violence this is the ultimate definition of violence and violence and non violence this is given by shri prabhupada not my own concoction is prabhupada's defined like this very nicely so as long as we don't do that we are hurting we are committing violence so next <laughs> wow okay well, let's this is the last question it's actually fifth question we have broken the rule of ask, answering more than three questions but ajanya master is asking six five five questions here now man let's do it since we are here let's last questions okay fine then after even after divorce should live should wife share husband's half karma no no she will not share whether the good or the bad actually there is a nice where is it stated in the one of the purports it is stated nicely shri prabhupada explains that the wife will get half of the husband's thing uh, husband's punya or pap if she's with him but if she leaves him if she doesn't stay with him this doesn't count if she divorces him it doesn't count she's with him yes half there's also that i don't immediately remember where exactly i saw this this recently very recently i saw this for the first time even so prabhu was showing this sundagopal prabhu was showing this to me i think in the class it was maybe i don't remember it is there so anyway after divorce no wife doesn't share whatever the husband does whether sinful or pious if she will not share it okay so next vanajakshi mataji bhaktin vanajakshi she shared a list of verses where my name can be found really 12 11 1 1 9 28 7 15 7 6 9 48 10 7 46 3 24 and 3 9 41 bhagavad gita 3 8 and 5 8 wow i didn't know thank you <laughs> 3 8 let's see what is 3 8 Where? 3-8 In the purport or what? Bhagavad Gita 3-8 and 5-8 Okay, I'm in 3-8 Where is it? It's not stated Fake news <laughs> Fake news alert Let's look at 5-8 
tatvavit oh wow yes one who knows the truth this is correct 58 is correct so shrimad bhagavatam 121 328 okay 328 yeah 328 is yeah <coughs> 328 i've already shown <coughs> bhagavatam 12 11 1 okay let's see 12 11 1 tatvavit bhagavata bhavan bhagavata tatvavit thank you for all the references i did not know myself <laughs> such a tatvavit such a tatva with such an over of absolute truth i am i don't know where my this absolute truth is mentioned in the where is my name is mentioned the knower of the essential facts okay good 1928 this is in bishma prayers i think 1928 so i am actually tatvavit das trying to be tas of tatvavit real tatvavit varnayam asa tatvavit one who knows the truth bishma actually was known as tatvavit you see thus he disc- then he described the occupational duties of different orders and statuses of life citing instances from history for he himself was well acquainted with the truth so he was the tatvavit bhishma dev um next 7157 sorry if i'm wasting your time you can choose to exit i'm just spending a few more seconds 7157 tatvavit dharma tatvavit one who is actually learned in regard in regard to religious activities 1170 Mantra means of counsel, artha, the value, that means the philosophy again, tattvavit, who knows perfectly, mantra artha tattvavit. Then it is 3.20.4, so uddhava is also called tattvavit, any pure devotee is tattvavit actually, 3.24, tattvavit tamam, tattvavit tamam, the foremost knower of the science of spiritual life. The best of Tattvavits. Who is that? Vidura was purified of all passion by wandering in sacred places and at last he reached Haridwar where he met the great sage who knew the signs of spiritual life and he inquired from him. Oh, so that Tattvavittamam is Maitreya Muni because Vidura meant Maitreya. Same. So Maitreya Muni what more did Vidura inquire from Maitreya? So Maitreya word is not used in... Oh, Maitreya is used. Okay. Yeah, Maitreya Muni is known as Tattva Vittamam. 
then now last one is 3941 3 9 is fascinating for me to um, know the different applications of these words how they are used that's why i'm seeing so, so, seeing all this tatvavin matam tatvavit matam expert transcendental opinion it is the opinion of the expert transcendentalist that the ultimate goal of performing all traditional good works penances sacrifices charities mystic activities trances trance etc is, is to invoke my satisfaction krishna's satisfaction so tatvavit so many places are there thank you very much for this uh, participating in the session Today is a little bit shorter, 3 hours 15 minutes, 3 hours 10 minutes I think, 3 hours 5 minutes, no 3 hours 8 minutes. So thank you very much, we'll see you again on Wednesday probably, Wednesday with Bhagavad Gita class. Until then, uh, Hare Krishna, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Anandakodi Vaishnava Vrindh ki jai, Nitai Gaur Primanande, Hari Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.